and is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. done. Obama! Obama! God, Jesus. <laughs> I know, Meg loves that. Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 117. Today is Wednesday, August 3. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That was a military, that was a military date thing. I didn't say erd at the end of it. <laughs> I, I, no. I, I was Air Force, so we said like first, second, third. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's because the Air Force is fucked. Because we're proper. <laughs> Uh, on tonight's episode, we have lots of exciting things and stories, and Matt's going to switch things up for us a little bit. We've also got an interview with the Satanic Temple's Lucian Greaves. And if you're not excited, you're probably dead. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the uh, after-school Satan mm-hmm. Club, which is very exciting stuff, man. I'm I'm excited about it. It's, I wish they had that when I was in school. I think it would have been really fucking cool, it man. Would've. It would have kept me from... You know, shooting things in the backyard with my BB gun and oh, breaking shit and starting almost burnt down the house one day. You were a fucking hellraiser. I was a latchkey kid with no parental supervision from the hours of like three o'clock until six or seven. And we would get in a lot of different troubles. Yeah, you you really needed Satan in your heart. Had yeah. <laughs> yes. Satan could have been providing me some valuable lessons in... I don't know, science and art and history. Well, actually, you might have found a way to make firework better with science. Ooh, (laughs) yes. All the hellfire and brimstone. Yes. That would have not helped me not burn down the house. (laughs) It would have not helped me not burn down the house. Mm -hmm. But then also with your science, you were learning what puts fire out. Sure. Hopefully. Depends on the fire, right? Well, yeah, but there's every fire can be put up by something. Speaking of fires, you were awfully busy yesterday, I think. Yeah. What happened? A lightning bolt decided to catch the fucking desert on fire. God damn that God's an the asshole. The desert? What's to set on fire in the desert? Oh, Shitloads of fucking grass and sagebrush and trees and old barns and Sounds like a forest. Old barns? Yeah. There Just was, out in the middle of the desert. Well there was we were sitting out there watching the <laughs> watching the fire coming at us, getting ready to to do a backburn to burn off before it can get to a house. And we're looking out there like, whoa, that got really big really fast. And we're like, Yep, that's a barn. So what's a backburn? So I mean, other than you know, sl- sleeping out in the sun if so you're a ginger. When the fire's burning and it's kind of spreading out on its own and doing its own thing, uh-huh. and it's coming towards an area where you don't want it to come towards, you can actually burn off the gr- the grass around that area uh-huh. where you can control it. So that way, when the fire meets that burned area, it can't burn any further past it. Doesn't have anywhere to go. Doesn't have anywhere to go. No so fuel. if you go ahead of it and you burn all that available fuel up in that area for a certain distance, 
the fire will hit it and it's it's done. So you're just setting an area where it's already burned, there's no fuel there, so the fire has to stop. There, yeah, right? so we're doing a, a controlled burn that we can control ourselves. Oh, it's like digging a ditch kind of. Pretty much, but you're instead but just, just getting rid of all the vegetation. Fire. Yes, we're firefighters, that's what we do. Well, it sounds like you're making fires. Well, sometimes you got to make a fire to <laughs> fight a fire. You've got to fight fire with fire, is that what exactly. you're saying? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know, I, and, I'm surprised you didn't take that softball. <laughs> and, and and we're out there in an area where there's no hydrants, so water conservation is huge. And it would took us, you know, we're probably 30 minutes from getting back to a water source where we could fill up, so we had to do a lot of driving back and forth. So if you're setting the fire to stop the other fire, mm-hmm. how do you keep your fire from spreading? We have the fire trucks already positioned there that are full of water, so we can actually lay down a little bit of fire in a spot and control it and oh, put it okay. out so it's not growing on its own so you can actually control the growth of the fire Ooh. versus having one just start up and be like well that thing's already got fucking 10 foot flames Ooh. just rolling through the desert i see so hmm. there's there's a method to the madness of it sure there is in the area where we were going to start one was next to a road so it couldn't burn towards the home that was already there so it burned that area along the road so when it met that area there's a home out in the desert oh there's a bunch of homes out there yeah that's what we were. That's what my job was last night was trying to protect the homes. Hmm. So it looked very fun. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Except for, for when you get back at like midnight, it's like, well, now we gotta clean shit. <laughs> Damn it! I still have to work. Fuck. Well, you guys just work. I mean, you're basically working. We're there the seven, whole time, right? I mean, yeah, it's, we're there it's for like, what is it? Three twenty-four hour shifts. Three twenty-four hour shifts. We're on call the entire time. So if something happens like that, the only rule that we have is if we worked all night long. On that fire, and I was supposed to go home this morning. Mm-hmm. They will pay me eight hours of overtime to sleep, so I don't have to drive home. Oh, that's with nice. No well, rest. That's mm-hmm. nice. So, so that you don't die on the way home. Pretty much. Well, that's much. that's a probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, probably. And if you get recalled in and you work more than like twelve hours, you're allowed to stay at the station to sleep. So, if you say that again. So if there's on <laughs> big fires like last night, we there's nobody on Dugway. If Dugway had a fire on it, we none of us were there. Oh, we had emptied the entire department on this fire. Oh, okay. So they will recall guys that are at home to come in and fill in positions in the station or to actually go out and help fight the fire. Itself. Well, how far away from Dugway was the fire? Uh, about 15 miles. Oh. Hmm. I thought, I thought it was like out on Dugway. No, that was, that was out, uh, on, uh, BLM land. Huh. Hmm. So. Well, that's fun. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I was out golfing and. That's kind of the same. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It was pretty harrowing. It got really windy, and I saw some lightning in the distance. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, no, I I thought to myself, oh, it looks like that's going to start some fires out in the desert. And it did. And it did. I got home, and Ryan sent me me some information and pictures of the fire out in the desert. A cool video of a big, giant jet dumping like 10,000 gallons of fire retardant on it. That thing was pretty cool. Flying literally like 100 feet off the ground. Yeah, those, those pilots have some fucking balls. It looked like it dropped like past the fire. Yeah, because that well, that that chemical they lay, lay down, they lay it in front of the fire, so when the fire gets to it, it's supposed to be a chemical that the fire can't burn. Oh, okay. So it's a fire retardant agency. So it's mm. not to put on that fire itself. It's to put a line in front of the fire. So when the fire reaches that, so it's not hopefully it it's stops. not to put the fire out. It's to create a line where the fire the fire should burns. hopefully like you did with your back burn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. That's that's what the goal of it is, but there's never 100% saying that that fire can't burn through it or jump over it or something like that. So. Yeah, I see. Did you fight any fires yesterday, Matt? I sure didn't. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we we were all at the Atheists of Utah camping trip over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Which was a whole lot of fun. There were fires there. There were there were a few different fires. I didn't try yeah. to fight any like some people on the trip. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someone someone I don't think they were really fighting the fire. So much as just had a fight with it, <laughs> getting their ass yeah. kicked by it. Yeah, getting got their ass kicked by the fire, got burned pretty badly. Uh, and I was I not to, there I that night, so you can't blame and, the firefighter. Yeah, I need to follow up with them and make sure they're okay. Yeah. It well, was, it's not so bad that it's life threatening, at least at this point. Yeah, but uh, I mean, still, that's it's going to leave a nasty scar. Yeah, for it's sure. going to be a big scar there for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, the only problem with third degree burns, if they burn too deep, you can get blood poisoning. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that deep. I, I had a buddy deal with that. Really? Yeah. How did he get burned that way? Um, was this another hot fucking poker when you're? It was. It was. It was the same night. <laughs> it was one of the guys that took part in the hot poker burning party. Um, got blood poisoning, oh, and Jesus. he called us up. He's like, "Hey, I got my, I got this weird like black line going up my arm. I don't know what it is. Should I go to the hospital? I'm like, yeah, go to the hospital." And he called later on. He's like, oh, "No, you'll be fine." It's almost to my <laughs> shoulder. We're like, dude, go to the ER. He went to the ER, and they basically said, "If you would have waited till morning, you probably would have been dead." Because once that reaches your heart, you're, you're fu- fucked. Huh. Damn. It's nothing but necrotic blood cells that are dying on his way up his arm. Damn. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun on the camping trip, though. I uh, I think we had probably between forty was, fifty people. Yeah, there was a good there. number of people there. Uh, we all. We all went camping at the Current Creek Reservoir in in Utah mm-hmm. and did some boating with Kevin on Friday. Mm-hmm. But my truck kind of got fucked on the way up there. Uh, right outside Heber, it started making a whole lot of noise. It sounded like I had rocks under the hood. And I grew increasingly concerned about its ability to make it up to the campsite. Made it up to the campsite just fine, but then, of course, I was terrified that I wasn't going to get back to yeah. civilization. I don't, I don't, I don't think And we were a good, have. like, 45 minutes at least away from even mobile phone service. Yeah. And plus about 16 miles of a nasty, washed-out dirt road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, total washboard road that was a real pain in the ass. So, Ryan here was kind enough to to delay his own leaving the campsite to go home and take care of shit before he had to go work the next day to drive me all the way from the campsite all the way down the mountain into Heber where we acquired some things that we thought might help the truck. <laughs> Oil, which is a good one. What's a good help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that we thought to check the oil before we left. We Otherwise, we would have just bought stuff that we didn't need. Yeah, we would have gone into t- and then come back up and still had no oil and still yeah. have a fucking truck that didn't work. So I checked the tr- checked the oil before we left, and it was bone fucking dry. Yeah. So got some oil, a thermostat. Uh, initially, we thought it was the water pump because there was a belt broken and missing. It ended up being for the smog pump on it, which yeah. you don't need. No, until you go in for emissions. Right, right. Yeah, it's good for emissions. Bad for everything else. Bad for helping a truck run well. We're not being very uh, environmentally, environmentally conscious. Yeah, but you only drive this truck literally twice a year, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I put less than five hundred miles on yeah. this truck every year. It's I use it once, maybe twice a year to go camping, and then like taking stuff to Pride, maybe. Yeah, and then oh yeah, and I'll use it in the you know to haul shit to the Pride Festival. I'll be hauling shit to the Ogden Pride yeah. Festival this weekend. 
But yeah, so Ryan was kind enough to take me all the way into town, all the way back, and then still have to drive all the way back down out of the mountains again to get home. So thank you very much, man. Yeah, you're I, welcome. I really appreciate that a whole lot. I owe you big time. Like I told you, you probably would have done the same thing for me if the situation yeah, hadn't. Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely would have, but I, I appreciate it so much nonetheless. Yeah. It was, it was very awesome of you. Thank That's you. what us humans do, not like the Christians. To help one another, yes. And Matt also was up there. I was. Matt did not arrive on Friday, though. I did not. Dude. Matt doesn't know days. <laughs> I don't understand how you got that mixed up. Uh, like, like... I don't know. I don't know either. Everything said the 29th. <laughs> well, and then even, like, texting you and, yeah. and, you know, when are you when are you coming up and all that kind of stuff and... Yeah. I don't know. I was I was I thought it was kinda of funny. Mm-hmm. But Matt arrived Saturday after Ryan had yeah. left. Well, I, I actually was gonna be there Friday, but then they decided to do construction on Provo Canyon oh. and it was backed up like twelve miles oh, all the way right. all the way up into Orem. It took us ten minutes to go like a quarter of a mile and so we were still like, screw this. Yeah, we were a block from my house. So I'm like, fuck uh, it, we'll go tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I That's don't. Right, I, I don't fault you for that one. That that would suck. And Danielle's fucking adorable when she's drunk. By the way, <laughs> God, is she? <laughs> she's adorable all the time anyway. But she was. She was funny. She's funny she's and fun. Yeah, definitely extroverted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was. She's dancing and singing and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. I thought she's... she was gonna fight that fire too for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she she got a little stumbly. It was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of. Played a lot of fun games, sat around, listened to music, hung out with a lot of really cool people. I had a great time. Yeah. It's a whole lot of fun. No, no fights or no drama, drama or anything. Yeah. yeah. It was just a nice kickback weekend of excessive drinking and playing with fire. Yep. And boating and chit chat. And you, a- Matt and I had a pretty good conversation about psychopaths. Oh. Yeah. We did have that. I told ghost yeah. stories about Ed Gein. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when everybody else went to sleep, and there's like eight of us left up around uh, one in of the other my camps. hometown. <laughs> there's a guy named Ed Gein. He was the inventor of the first pocket pussy. That's oh, what I told Jesus. him. Jesus, <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. Then no, 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 I told the story of how he invented the first pocket. Oh, pussy. Jesus Christ! I just realized what you meant by that. Yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God. Duh, dude. <laughs> that took me a minute. Terrible. I'm like, yeah, it's well, pretty was, bad. That's not terrifying. And then no. I well, it took yeah. me a minute. Okay. Yeah, it's, Jesus it's, Christ, man. I, I was. I don't I know was, if he had that, but he definitely did have a vest of human skin with oh, no. six nipples sewn on the front. He had a. He had a. Yeah. A taxidermy animal in which he had implanted one of these women's vaginas oh, into, he? and they theorized that he used it to pleasure himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a he was a pretty good dude, uh, Ed Gein. Yeah, it's what you do when you're in Wisconsin. Pretty much. I mean, I know my round of taxidermy animals. So, were you just relating stories of what Ed Gein had done? Yeah, uh. I was just having fun telling fucked up stories around the campfire <laughs> when everybody else was all fucked up. It's- so. It's it's a pretty sad state when you're trying to come up with ghost stories and you're able to pass on a Dahmer for a worse story. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> for, for a guy from your state. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, we had we had that. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh coming up this weekend we have the Ogden Pride Festival that Atheists of Utah will be participating in. Which if I re- would have realized that was this weekend, I want to take an overtime. 
Oh yeah. It's it's a smallish festival it? and it's 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 not like all weekend or anything. I think it's like a 6 hour, 6 or 8 hour thing. Oh okay. Just kind of, you know, during the day into the early evening. Where do they do it at? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will be I will be packing things into the truck and driving it wherever Tracy. I, did, I didn't know if it was a little park down on twenty historic twenty fifth street or if it was down in that area. You know, I didn't. I haven't attended the Ogden Pride okay. I don't, I, festival yet. Um, honestly, I, this might be the first one because I didn't know they had one before. Yeah, I've I've gone to the Provo Pride Festival. Yeah. I think last year may have been the first. It was either last year or the year before was the first Ogden Pride oh, okay. Festival. So I knew and, the I knew the Moab, the Provo, and the Salt Lake Pride Festival. But I didn't realize Ogden had one too. Yeah, and I, I we were out of town, but I wasn't on the board anyway, okay. and so it was just yeah. So I didn't participate, but I will be there this year. All right, should be a good time. Hang out with some, hang out with some of the LGBT peoples in the Ogden area. The good peoples. Yeah, I like them very much. Most of them. <laughs> There's some assholes there, for well, sure, as there are in any group. Every group has assholes, yeah. yeah. God can help you. That's how a God does. He helps. Tell me, why didn't God help my innocent friend who died for no reason while the guilty roam free? Okay, fine. Forget the one-offs. about the countless wars declared in his name? Okay, fine. Let's skip the random meaningless murder for a second, shall we? How about the racist, sexist, phobia soup we've all been drowning in because of him? Uh, we've got a bunch of different things to cover tonight. Maybe we should start with a Trumpy. Oh, what do we got for Trump? Well, his entire campaign is going down it's, in fucking flames. I mean, uh, the Titanic stayed afloat way better. You know, just there, there's just so much fuckery going on in his campaign. Uh, over the weekend, I was watching, uh, uh, my, one of my news programs, the Meet the Press. Yeah. And Donald Trump had, had made all of these terrible comments about the Khan family. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kazir Khan, who had spoken during the Democratic National Committee convention, or the Democratic National Convention, and. He dissed Trump. Had, he did diss Trump a bit, which he is, was. Had every right to do. Yeah, had every and, right to do. I mean, he talked about, you know, of course the Khans are a, uh, Muslim family yeah. who uh, lost a son uh, in Iraq, I believe. And, and in, they were immigrants. Yes, and they're immigrants. And they lost a son fighting for the United States. Who was a, uh, I want to say his, their son was, he was one of the ones that was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor because he had sacrificed himself to stop a suicide bomber who actually detonated himself and he died in the process. He did win an award. I, I'm not sure which award it was for sure. Uh, but dur- so Donald Trump had a, had a big problem with what Mr. Khan said because during Mr. Khan's speech, uh, he, Mr. Khan asked a question. He said, you know, he's talking about Donald Trump and mm-hmm. he's, he's saying that, you know, Donald Trump wants to block Muslims from entering the country and, you know, is, is xenophobic. And, and then he said, you know, is, 
have you even read the Constitution, yeah. sir? And he pulled out a, you know, a pocket copy of the Constitution. And he's like, like, I will lend you mine yeah. for you to read it. Donald Trump lost his fucking mind about it and had all of his surrogates out on the news programs saying that Mr. Khan said that Donald Trump has never read the Constitution, which couldn't be any farther from no. the truth. Of course, Donald Trump has read the Constitution. <laughs> I don't, but that's not what the guy fucking no. said. He said, have you? Yeah, he said, have you read it? But of course, Donald Trump's surrogates all go out there and twist shit and fucking lie through their teeth and Whoa. say that, you know, Mr. Khan said that Donald Trump hasn't read it. That's yeah. not what he said. And then Mr. Trump says since his Mr. Khan's wife was on the stage next to him and she was a woman, she was not allowed to speak. And that's why she stood there silently. Instead right. of the truth behind it, where she said, no, anytime it comes to seeing or talking about my son that's, that died in war, because it's very hard to speak. She gets too emotional. Yeah. About it. She so gets very she emotional and, and it's very difficult for her to speak about it. I, I guarantee she was asked. She was asked to speak. And if she would have wanted to speak, she probably could have gotten on the microphone and spoke. But it's a, still a very traumatic thing that their family had to go through and she still has a hard time with it. So she didn't speak. Yeah. And, and like I said, the entire Trump campaign is just in full meltdown. Yeah. So on Sunday, they had Paul Manafort uh, doing an interview, and during the interview, I've never seen, previous to this interview, Paul Manafort stumble, stammer, say, um, anything, ever on any of the interviews that I've ever seen him do. And in this one, it was just, I mean, he stammered his entire way through the interview and looked looked like... He's he was about to bolt from the set at any moment <laughs> just because he was having such a hard time defending all of this bullshit yeah. that Donald Trump has, has been doing lately. And at one point, Paul Manafort even confused President Clinton and Secretary Clinton and, and in making reference to them and the Khan family mentioned President Clinton, mentioned President Clinton uh. and Secretary Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and then went on to continue stammering things. And then he mixed, uh, he mixed up another name, uh, later in the interview. I mean, it was a terrible fucking interview. He went down in flames in this interview. And since then, it's just well, been one thing after another of Donald Trump's yeah. campaign surrogates and Trump himself losing their fucking minds and just shitting all over themselves on well, television. Also, didn't we have Trump? Well, you had the Trump Russia thing going on this weekend. Then, then Trump also said, uh, well, you, Russia won't invade Ukraine. And like, well, <laughs> uh, they've um, already done that. They, 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 yeah, they, 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 they did that Putin already. Putin wouldn't move on Ukraine. Or, <laughs> or Trump asking, well, why don't we use nukes? They're just sitting there collecting dust. Can, <laughs> why do can we, I, why can do I we use them one? if we can't use them? Yeah. That's, uh, why not? Like, he's confused on why we don't use nukes. Yeah. So I saw, I saw an article earlier about this, uh, just about all of the missteps really recently within the Trump campaign. This was on MSNBC or on NBCNews.com, and it said that just within the last 24 hours, in a Washington Post interview, Trump declined to endorse House Speaker Paul Ryan against his primary challenger. Trump reiterated that he hasn't endorsed Senator John McCain and said that yep. the one-time prisoner of war, quote, has not done a good job for the vets. Bullshit. He slapped out at Republican Senator Kelly Ayotte saying... She has given me zero support. <laughs> he suggested that Americans should put their 401k funds or should pull their 401k funds out of the stock market, as if that's a thing. Yeah. He said he's always wanted to receive a Purple oh. Heart. 
<laughs> but that having one gifted to him by a supporter was much easier. Oh, that, wow. that one there, I'm like, really? You you just <laughs> said that with the guy in front of you? Yeah. You just said that. Yeah. In in a large speech that is being recorded or, and broadcast. In front of people. Yeah. It's my no. guess that Donald Trump has no fucking idea what how purple- you how you earn a purple heart. Yeah, and that's why I said I've always wanted a purple heart. I'm like, you know how you get a purple heart? Join the fucking military and get like, wounded, motherfucker. Yeah, it's not something that's like, <laughs> a lot of people aren't prideful over a purple heart. Like, that's not something you want to get. It's not an achievement yeah. you want to have. Yeah. A bronze star, or a silver star, or a medal of honor while you're still alive. Yeah, those are things that people don't try to get, but that are given to them. And that's something that's they take pride in. Yeah, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are very, very, very few people who join the military wanting to get a Purple Heart. Well, I've had even heard people say a Purple Heart's an award for the enemy. Oh, I guess I can kind of see that. Because hmm. that's, they wounded you. That's yeah. their that's their award for hitting you, especially if they take you out of combat. Huh. Uh, continuing the list of things that have happened within the last 24 hours, Trump has said that the handling of sexual harassment has got to be up to the individual. Um, unless uh-huh. that person's a cop, uh, they can't really handle it themselves. He accused Kazir Khan of being bothered by his <laughs> plan to keep terrorists out of the country uh, and said that he had no regrets about his clash with the family it, oh, uh, when he questioned uh, Mrs. Khan's silence during uh, Mr. Khan's speech and all of that other bullshit. He has appeared to feud with a crying baby during a rally. Oh, he did. He feuded. I don't know that he feuded with the baby so the much mother. as the mother. And it, he kind of called the mother stupid too in the whole thing. And so, so here's the thing, right? If you have a crying baby somewhere, the courteous and right thing to do or correct thing to do is to take your baby away and, from the crowd so you're not disturbing everybody. And she there, might have been right? doing that because in the whole thing, in the beginning of it, the baby starts crying. And Trump goes, ah, oh, I love babies. babies. I know, right. Baby, yeah. I love babies. You're okay. You're okay. I love babies. You're okay. So she's probably like, oh, okay, I'll sit down again then. Yeah. Then well, Trump later, I was like, hey, yeah. I was kidding. Yeah. Just get that baby out of here. If they're under 10, don't fucking take them anywhere. <laughs> they stay at home until they're 10 because I don't want to deal with your shitty fucking kid yeah. that you're not going to be able to handle or you're unwilling to teach. Yeah. yeah I don't want to have to God. deal with fucking kids either. Don't let them pee on me. But, and, and so I was getting to the point where, you know, he said this, you know, the, the baby's crying and Donald yeah. Trump says, Oh, and the crying baby. Oh, I love, I love babies. I don't, I love hearing them cry. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, the kid's crying, blah, blah, blah. We have blah, all blah. the same points of view. So it's really easy. <laughs> we sound so similar. He gets me. But so, <laughs> so he says all of this to the mother who may have been just seconds before then wanting to take the child out. But then he says, Oh, no, keep the baby here. It's fine. I yeah, love the sound of crying babies. babies. Which I'm not surprised about at all. He probably falls <laughs> oh, asleep. God. He probably falls uh. asleep to that. But so he he says no, the baby's fine. And then he goes on with his speech. And then the baby's still crying. And so he turns to the mother and again and says, "I'm just kidding. I want you. You're you're fine to take the baby did, out of here now." Did you actually think I like the sound of crying? Babies? Yeah. Do you do you actually think that I like the sound of crying babies? Like some people, right? Yeah. Like you just, just fucking, fucking told her that yeah. it would that it was fine to keep the baby there. It's, I mean, huh. in my opinion, she should have left, you know, yeah. she should have taken the baby out. But after the guy who she is there to see says, no, no stay, I like I'll... the sound, keep the baby yeah. here. What is she supposed to do? Go, fuck you, I'm leaving. 
No, no. she he he made it clear that he wanted the baby to stay there, yeah. and then later chastised her for remaining. They're like, what a fucking asshole! Was he being sarcastic by chance? No, he didn't. No, he in was in his same tone. Yeah, the in, tone was consistent throughout the whole thing. Yeah, actually. Hang on one second. I will find the... because if he because if he went over to her and he was like, well, he no, to, he if, was at, he's well, at the podium the whole time. Okay, but if he's like, no, seriously, I love the sound of crying babies. Like who doesn't? You know what I mean? Like everyone loves the sound of crying babies. Don't worry about it. Keep your baby here. What that's screaming and crying while I'm trying to give a speech. Yeah, I he, love the sound of it. Then I would be kind of on his side because he did. yeah, get the fucking hint and take your shitty kid out of here. Well, no, yeah, it was yeah. it was not sarcastic at all. He okay. he he wanted the baby there. It was just a, like a PR move that he couldn't keep up for more than thirty seconds. That's that's kind of the Something way I think like it was that. going. Let's uh, I got the volume up. Okay, the biggest in the world at Chinese Bank. Don't worry about that baby. I love babies. So I love babies. I hear that baby crying. I like. It. Oh, yeah. I like it. What a baby! <laughs> it's like an what SNL a beautiful skit. baby! Don't yeah, worry. he's doing don't PR worry. stuff. Yeah, don't worry. The don't mom's worry. running around like, don't worry about it, you know. It's young and beautiful and healthy, and that's what we want. Okay. But but look, look. We have the piggy bank. They have ripped us to shreds. Ripped us absolutely to shreds. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. <laughs> what a giant fucking <laughs> day. <laughs> that's all right. Don't worry. I, I think she really believed me that I love having a baby crying while I'm speaking. <laughs> That's okay. People don't understand. That's okay. People don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth when I tell them exactly what. Huh. Like, Whoa. what the fuck, man? What a giant that, fucking that was, that was a dick move. Yeah. If you if would have said it, if you would have around yeah. been like, hey, um, could you please remove the baby from the room? It's a little distracting to other people in the room. You know, hey, I'm sorry. Could you just take him out? Yeah, that would have well, been different. And you can and you can you can say it kindly, <sighs> like, "Oh, I'm so glad you came out here, but you know we're we're trying to do this. Would you mind stepping into the hall? Yeah, you it's know? getting a little distracting. Instead of saying, "Oh, I love the sound of crying babies. Yeah. Don't worry about it." The mother's like, "Oh, I need to get out. No, it's fine. Keep the baby here. I love the sound of crying babies. I'm yeah, co- I'm competing for a chance to to obtain one of the most difficult jobs on earth. I can't stand a baby yeah. one time while I'm talking. <laughs> what does he do when Putin puts on a diaper and starts crying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How does he stand the sound of himself crying all True. the time? True. Right. Uh, continuing the list, he reiterated that if the election is rigged, I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sitting president of the United States, President Barack Obama, publicly called Trump unfit to serve. And urged Republicans to withdraw their support for him. Like they support him already? Yeah. Trump spokesman Karina Pearson suggested uh, that Obama and Clinton are to blame for the death of Humayun Khan? The Khan's son. Who died? Who died in 2004 when neither were in the executive branch at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to this on CNN today, the, the, the piss fight they were having going on. She's yeah, like, well... I've- well, I've got that clip we'll play both. later. Also, oh, do yeah. you? Uh. Yeah, yeah we'll, pl- we'll play that one later because she's such a fucking she, cunt about it and just keeps trying to roll through it and, and lie and just... Oh it's like God. she's swimming in a shit pond trying to stay clean. Yeah. Uh, an ally of Paul Manafort told colleague uh, CNN colleague John Harwood at CNBC, or I'm sorry, NBC colleague John Harwood at CNBC, that the campaign chairman is, quote, mailing it in, 
leaving the rest of the staff, quote, suicidal. <laughs> Sitting GOP Congressman Richard Hanna, uh, HP head Meg Whitman, and former Christie aide Maria Camella all said they planned to vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the Washington Post released a transcript of its full interview with Trump, indicating, among other things, that he paused five times during the interview to watch television coverage in the middle of the sit-down. <laughs> a GOP source told NBC's Katie Turr that Reince Priebus is apoplectic over Trump's refusal to endorse Ryan and is making calls to the campaign to express his, quote, extreme displeasure. And the, the last bit of the quote that I posted here on Facebook says, what are we missing? Any one of these items would be problematic on a normal campaign mm -hmm. day. This all happened since 8 a.m. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. This is within 24 hours. All of this shit happened. This is a day of Trump. A mm. day in the life of dipshit. It's fucking. <laughs> I, 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 don't... I hope they donate his brain to science. <laughs> what brain? <laughs> God, it's unbelievable. And the thing that, the thing that's crazy too is the amount of people are leaving the GOP right now saying, I do not support this. How many people have left the Democratic side, the Democrat side because of Hillary? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, well, I mean, a few for I'll sure. Look, yeah, but voicelessly out in the media, like, no, I do not support Trump. Someone like, yeah, you know, I was. There's a lot. Or, there's a lot of Democrats too. Are there all the Bernie or bust folks? Yeah, yeah, but you see a lot more that are falling in line, going, okay, Hillary is the candidate we will support. Yeah, Hillary. There's, there's still a fair number though. Is I there, mean, it's okay. not. Yeah, there's, maybe it's there's not, a number that have left. Maybe but. they're not getting the same press as. Well, no. Or I but just haven't. It's still a fair number. Okay. I mean, these are the two most disliked candidates. Yes. You know, yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. In the history of, of presidential politics here in the United States, they are the most disliked candidates on each side. True. But yeah, just the the entire Trump campaign has turned into a giant shit oh, show. Yeah. Like more is... of a shit show than it was, which I didn't. I mean, I, sure, I figured it's possible that it could get worse, but this is. This is like nuclear option, oh, yeah. pants shitting, I, I, waste I, I, of everybody's time. So Donald Trump does want some of the debates to change or have them canceled because they take place during NFL football games. Yes. I think he should have those happen because that's beneficial to him. <laughs> if there's less viewership, that's beneficial to him because he says <laughs> the most fucking crazy yeah, shit. He, he doesn't yeah. th he doesn't believe that. No. No. He's an extreme narcissist. Or maybe he realizes fuck whenever I talk my fucking rating goes No down. way. No way he realizes that. No, I don't think I I think he has no uh, introspection really. No, no. I think he's he's fucking he's a sociopath. So I posted that on Facebook earlier today that I think I I think he knows he's not going to win. I mean, there's something in his brain that knows He's going to have his Is ass there? handed to him. This is a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad deal. I, I, I know these business things. This is not a good deal. Yeah. Well, every one of his business deal ends this way. So he's got a lot of experience. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he is. He's, he's preparing people for, for the loss. Meg is in studio with us and she's pointing at the screen. <laughs> What'd you say, Meg? Oh, yeah. I we didn't he's even say. preparing people already, like saying it's rigged. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. He's priming them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, and I, I had posted that on Facebook earlier that I'm fairly certain that he knows he's not going to win and that the longer he continues his campaign, the worse it's going to be and the worse his beating is going to be yeah. mm -hmm. at the polls. And I think he's going to walk away. I think that'll be hilarious. 
<laughs> I really do. I think if, that he's going to to step away and discontinue his campaign after winning the the nomination yeah. for for the re- Republican. If he doesn't walk away and he stays in this till the end, do you think there's a possibility of a record landslide? Oh yes, I absolutely do. I think he. I think he will lose in a landslide if he continues. Well, let's look up what the largest, the largest uh, difference is for election. Yeah. For landslide election. Let's look at that up to see if I mean, Truman we, Dewey. You know, we were talking pre-show. I don't know. We were talking pre-show that after the RNC can, after the RNC. He, yeah. Yep. Trump had a six point bounce. He, he was, he was leading Hillary Clinton by six points. After the DNC, Hillary Clinton is now beating him by nine points. So that's a 15-point swing in one week. Yes. That doesn't take into account any poll that would have happened since Sunday (laughs) when this shit shit show really took flight. And I think they said that was one of the largest bounces in history as well for – Oh, yeah, one of the largest swings between the two parties or candidates. Yeah, I don't don't know about that, but, I mean, it's it's a huge – it's a huge swing – Either way, I mean, fifteen points is that's a big that's a big difference. That's huge in, yeah. in a week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big fucking swing. when it comes down to like two or three points, and it's not going to be two or three points. No, no. Uh, like I said, after after the past few days, the I would imagine that the next poll will have her ahead by eleven, at least. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Hmm. So, I imagine that he is going to step down. He will not continue his campaign. And I, then what? I just hope he does it after states are already set on their ballots. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, it's it's really... It would be the first time. I don't know if there's ever been a time in history where a presidential candidate has been selected by their party has stepped down. I don't know. I'd have to look into the history of that. But it's certainly not happened in during my lifetime. I don't think it's ever happened. It would be interesting. I'll have to do a little bit of research on yeah. that and find out for sure. Because this, this is, you know, we keep, we keep saying that, you know, there's no way Donald Trump is going to win. This is the weirdest election ever. You know, what's the next weird thing that could happen? I think that That's will be the a, next weird thing. Yeah. 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 That will, that will be the next weird thing in this campaign cycle. And it just shows just how he's been down. making a complete mockery of our fucking election system. But. What but not on purpose. Kills but me is that so many fucking people have are, had a hand in making this happen. Yes. Yeah, I think it's his supporters that make a mockery of it. I yeah. Mean, anyone, yeah. Anyone's the allowed. Millions of people that fucking voted for this. Yeah. Fucking clown. Yeah. Anyone's allowed to throw their hat this, in the ring, but people like him should be immediately laughed off the stage. Yeah. This yeah. narcissistic, but, sociopathic. Yeah. It's all man, and it's all the fucking y'all states. Yeah. God. <laughs> So tired of them fucking ruining shit. <laughs> Go to school and then vote. School, then vote. The That's States. the order. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. And I'm not just talking about Jesus. I'm talking about all organized religion. Exclusive groups created to manage control. A dealer is getting people hooked on the drug of hope. His followers, nothing but addicts who want their hit of bullshit to keep their, their dopamine of ignorance, addicts, afraid to believe the truth, that there's no order, there's no power, 
that all religions are just metastasizing mind worms meant to divide us so it's easier to rule us by the charlatans that want to run us. All we are to them are our paying fanboys of their poorly written sci-fi franchise. <laughs> if I don't listen to my imaginary friend, why the fuck should I listen to yours? We wanted to do some sandwiches between the, the Trump stories. Oh, okay. I know Matt brought some fun stuff. What do you got for us, Matt? Um, do you want blood pressure medication stuff or... Uh... I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is it is it going to make me ragey? Yep. Okay. Let's go through those first. Rage! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, is everyone aware that Obama has commuted uh, sentences for 214 federal prisoners? Yes. No. That was today, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not aware of this. Yep. Yeah, 214 federal prisoners, you know, they they were vetted and everything. They were minor drug charges yeah. serving life terms. Like, you oh, had some weed, you're in jail for... Like, yeah, because like, of the third three, strike. Yeah, three strikes non, yeah, and non-violent. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what wonderful and kind things the Republicans on the Fox News site oh. had to say about this. Most of them are not racist Christians, as they're so fond of telling us. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but... And where better to find truly honest thoughts without the facade of socially acceptable phrasing than internet comments? Trump 2016, save what's left. Of, of what, the cookies? <laughs> they were all black. Every single <laughs> one of them. Jesus. Oh, that's nothing. Wow. He has the authority, but of course misuses it. Life sentences mean just that. Oh, well, Trump for president. Uh. <laughs> Obama is a backstab chump and is always against law-abiding citizens. Always. Yep. Obama needs to be impeached. I don't care if it's the last day of office. Impeach. Arm yourselves. Criminals are coming. Oh, with two M's. Coming. <laughs> They're coming. Black men are dangerous. They have a odor. Uh. They have a odor about them, too. What the fuck? Ugh. Yep, the inner city equivalent of an ISIS talent dump from Gitmo. <laughs> wow, these people are nice. 214 drug addicts released on the streets of America. Um, I would bet that most of them were not addicts. They no. were dealers. Yeah. Yeah. We got to dumb it down from for the blacks. These are these are what, what, comments on Fox what is News. That, what does website. that even mean? I don't know. I guess people the the previous comments weren't uh, and, able to be understood. I'm not sure. You know, you know, and I'm sure there's people of Fox going, you know, ha say, having someone point out how racist all these comments are, and they're reading through them like, oh, well, I don't I don't see any well, problem here. Well, well, what are you talking about? on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. I, I I've not seen the word nigger once here. You're right. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Gathering voters one crime at a time. Mm. Voters, he doesn't get to be voted in again. Uh, I know. <laughs> How well, many? Most, I, I believe, felons cannot vote. Right? No, right. So, or well, own a gun. Yeah, yeah. How many were straight Christian white men? Probably zero. Well, once you go to jail, <laughs> you take it in the ass all the time, so you're no longer straight. I well, would bet but, that ninety percent of the no. over ninety percent of them would would say they're Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: they're 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 none of them are straight white Christian men because those guys don't get life sentences for drugs. Yeah. Black people do. <laughs> True. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. Agreed. School then vote. <laughs> Inequality. We already have a criminal problem, and our failure in chief lets more out. Thanks, Barry. 
Good <laughs> lord. Uh, I thought he only releases terrorists. But he hopes a lot of them will join the BLM, so yeah. <laughs> Is a felon with a life sentence any different? How... <laughs> I'm sure this guy yeah. would would call these people terrorists, anyway. no matter what. Yeah, yeah, or thugs. Yeah, yeah. Stinking blacks, man. Oh. Nothing. Two Fs. Nothing good about them. Em. We got a problem in this country. Yeah, we and do. It's called religion. In, you mean in this post-racial United yes. States? Yes. Yeah, it's called Trump too. Uh, putting our men in blue in harm's way doesn't surprise me at all. How? How? <laughs> why? Why? Why These would it be putting non-violent in- criminals? Yeah, non-violent. Never a good sickle cell when you need one. Oh, oh my god! Do these people not? Whoa. Fuck me! This is on the website, folks. Wow! This is on the Fox News website. That's fucking horrible. To think that six hundred and ten thousand men died to free the slaves, only to get Obama. What? what? Yeah. What? A- how does that even work? They, he's what? <laughs> I, I'm 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 as, I'm confused as well. It's Fox News. I pray the released commit heinous crimes against any liberal piece of shit. Uh, uh, that's very Christian of them. Yeah, how Christian yeah. and how not racist. I pray that they will commit crimes against liberals. Yep. So who are they praying to? The God who would allow this? No, they got to pray to Did Allah they, for I this mean, one. I, oh, this is the this... God of love, though, Dan. Yeah, exactly. The God of mercy, the God of forgiveness, the yeah. one they always talk to us about. Yeah, in this Christian's mind, their God wouldn't allow that kind of thing to happen. Right. Unless they really, really wanted to. Unless this person really, really wants it to. Then, yeah, their God would allow that to, yeah, shit to happen. Th- th- this is why, you know, when, when, when we talk about this, this major difference between the God of the Bible, the Old Testament God, and we bring up all these inconvenient facts about the Bible and they, and they spew on this bullshit about love and mercy and forgiveness and all that shit. Like we're idiots and don't know what we're talking about. And then they turn around and this is, this is why they like the Bible because it's exactly what they really it, think. It allows them to be yeah, justified. It's their exactly bullshit. what they really think, but they know that we're not going to accept that. They know that that's not socially acceptable. So no. they give us all this love mercy bullshit, but it has nothing to do with it. Bunch of cock shittery. Get your guns now. Already got them. Just buying high cap magazines. Gonna need them. So please tell me more about responsible gun ownership in this country Uh, and how the y'all states need more. (laughs) Well, since they're just releasing some 200 black folk, I'm just going to go on the streets and shoot every fucking black folk I see because they might be one of them released felons from the jail. Mm -hmm. Just got to keep my neighborhood safe. Got to stand my ground. Mm -hmm. At symbol 14, more votes for Shillery and Demon Sea Rats win at all costs. That is an Alinsky manifesto perked by the bozo. I would imagine that it was kind of hard to to decipher what the meaning behind a lot of these because of the I'm I'm thinking that atrocious guy just, grammar and spelling. Yeah. Did that guy just hit the keyboard a few times? Yeah, I think so. I think he passed out and banged his head off. Smashing okay. his head on the keyboard. Okay, just check. What I'd like to do right now. We can only hope <laughs> that they, his head on the keyboard. We can only hope that they all hang out at the new Obama Library in Chicago. Chicago. Oh my God. Huh. So thank you once again, Fox Viewing Republicans. So does that mean my brother lives display. in the Congo? Apparently so. Uh, I guess I go I guess I guess I'm going to the Congo in September. Fuck me. How's man. your blood pressure, Dan? I'm okay. Yeah. I'll live. 
You know, I, I I won't stoop to their level and say I wish violence upon them because I don't. I just wish mm. they would read a book. I sometimes would, I do. You would stoop to their level, or no? Sometimes I wish violence upon them. Oh, but it's not the proper thing to do. Because no, it's not. You don't want to stoop to their level, but sometimes people forget to uh, check their brake lines. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't even, I don't fucking, I don't even know what to say. I know. That, that was only, that was, I mean, there was like 1,500 on there or something. Uh, so. There was so much head shaking in this studio as you're going through uh, all of there's that. There's probably an earthquake in China. And face palming and. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, you know, I don't, I don't air that out because I think it deserves time for what it is or that I, you know, have any particle of me that agrees with anything they're saying i do it to show who these people really fucking are when they're online and anonymous and posting comments right after they've read an article yeah. that they're emotional about and who these kinds of people are that are voting for trump that are out there trying to dictate how this country should be and they're such fucking asshole despicable human beings that can't even see beyond their idiot noses Enough to understand that, well, I mean, part of it, part of it has to be the fact that they grow up in these rural areas and don't ever encounter anything different. You know, the, the most distant person they meet is their second cousin. <laughs> and then they fuck her. Well, that's who they're fucking. Yeah. That's, that's the only person they can legally wed, you know, so. <laughs> well, because mom, that's already taken. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, so they just don't, they just don't even have the perspective to be able to vote properly or to be able to understand what, what the problems are in this country. But I'm just, so I bring that on here to illuminate how it's, it's not, it's not a thing we get on here and say, Oh, these people are despicable. They fucking are. Yeah. You know, it's not just that we differ in opinion or political politically or anything. They're fucking bad people. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't just point at their political opinions and ideology and say, Oh, clearly they're uninformed and therefore stupid. They are uninformed and stupid, mm -hmm. and they prove that to everybody time and time again, over and over, every fucking where they go, leaving their trail of bullshit and and racism and xenophobia everywhere they smear their greasy asses. But they're not like friendly, nice, stupid, like Down syndrome. They're asshole stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's, fucking. I, that's why I think it's time we institute my my birth program. Your your birth program? Yeah. For who's allowed- Is it your final solution? No. No. So- <laughs> Okay. To help control population in, in any given country when you're growing this too is large. Still, this yeah, is this still is, taking a, a hard a hard turn it is crazy it's, town, maybe. It is crazy town. It's poss possibly semi-crazy town. Okay. Well, let's just not call um, it eugenics or social- No, no. No, no. It's not that. It's 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 based off of your income. Not you're like, hey, are you- Social Ryanism. Are you- <laughs> Yeah. Are you socially- Are you stable right now? Are you stable enough to be able to afford to have a child and raise that child? Are social you- Social Duffyism. Are you set <laughs> into a job in which you are stable to make continue making that money? Uh -huh. And are you- fucking at least educated in ways of raising a child before you fucking go and just put your dick in anything and fucking have 20 of them so if you're like mississippi and your state has a collective iq of 35 you're disqualified well there'd be there'd be waivers probably but if you're if you waivers there would be waivers <laughs> yeah 
Like, okay, you're, you you make you make good money. You so, can raise it. You can. You, you, we know you can do a good job. We'll fucking turn off the thing that fucking says. We you know you're kids. fucking stupid, but you make enough to hire somebody to help you who may not be. Yeah, like you 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 you, you, you can afford to have a child. Like you can't just get a car without fucking having money. Well, you can. Well, you can, but you're probably gonna be fucking it up. It's uh-huh. like people that have kids without fucking knowing what it's gonna take. They're like, "Oh, it's a gift from God, and it's my fifth one." Well, yeah, hey, can I get money? Really, I mean, you can't really control that though. There's no way to. <laughs> stop oh, you that. you didn't see the product the scientists invented, did you? Ryan's views and opinions do not necessarily Science reflect that of the godless revolution. <laughs> True, it was a crazy one. No, we were talking about like Science with David. how to control overpopulation. One time, yeah, and uh, well, this was we. Uh, some some guys at work, some okay. firefighters. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure. It why, wasn't... Don't, why don't you just not go to a few fires? That would work. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> we were sober. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't me during one of my no super drunken blackout <laughs> no. shows. So we had okay. seen a thing where a guy had basically invented a switch for testicles to turn off to shut off the uh, uh, the tubes so that s- sperm don't get out. I almost so you, had to so throw you, crickets in. You install a stint and a valve. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty Sounds much. pleasant. But are you going to do this to every person? Oh, yeah. You get it at birth. Once those nuts drop, you get a valve. That's not, well, that's that's not at birth. birth. Well, after birth. <laughs> once after birth. That's, that's, said, that's why I said once your nuts drop. <laughs> okay. So don't go oh, into medicine. You, people got to realize I'm not being serious <laughs> with this right now, too. Could this I also hope. be under the GMO debate? Well, no, because we're not we're not engineering them from birth to like before birth. You're wiping we're, out a whole region of people. We're not wiping them out. We're just saying wait to have kids until you fucking made mu- until you're setting a job and you can actually financially afford to have a child and mm-hmm. you have a home and education. Hey, and you're ed- you got some education and you know it's Once not going to be educated and you get some mm-hmm. money until we can realize settlement until we know <laughs> until we know that yeah. it's you realize it's a bad thing to leave your child in a hot car and go play pokemon go but doesn't every doesn't every gas station cashier deserve to have seven unwanted children no that we pay for that we pay for that's that's what i'm like ah, if you if, if there's some sort of like control over you know having children saying oh you can have as many as you want but like no hey we got to watch this you can't just fuck so on we're China. China, yeah. A little bit. Not as extreme as China. Not saying, well, China got rid of the one-child law now. Hmm. Oh, I, th- I think the way to solve all that is just yeah. a lot better education system. Yeah. Then people would be like, hey, yeah. well, I can get this thing called a condom, and I don't got to worry about that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and the way to solve the, the poor education is to fucking get rid of religion. But since we can't get religion, they won't ed- educate them. Let's just fucking force the people that are religious <laughs> not to have fucking kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not. I, the, I'm I not think, the, we can't do that. that. I'm, I think that might give atheists a bad name. I, I'm. I'm. Don't take me serious. <laughs> don't quote this on any fucking thing. If anything ever fucking happens, if we get anywhere with this fucking podcast, just, let's just cut the whole thing. Let's just <laughs> cut the whole fucking thing. I'm fucking Mom, around. All right. Moment of silence here. Uh, have a good clean in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people. Okay. Start over. Rewind. People got to realize not to take the duff too serious sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Or ever. Or ever. (laughs) (laughs) People think their worship some key to happiness. That's just how he owns you. Raven, I'm not crazy enough to believe that distortion of reality. 
So fuck God. He's not a good enough scapegoat for me. Well, shall we uh, do our interview with, yeah. with Mr. Lucian Greaves? Let's do that. Okay. I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. After I fuck the show up. Uh, we'll give him a call and <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a call, hear a little bit more about the after school Satan club. Let's see, mm-hmm. the, let's see what the Satanic Temple thinks about social Darwinism and, and Duffyism. Okay. And uh, I know he doesn't have a whole lot of time. I actually just, I contacted him last night while I was out golfing and was just thinking about, you know, I, I, I read some of the stories and, and heard about the after school satanic club or after school Satan club and was on the seventh hole at Valley View and was playing like shit and had a few beers. And I thought, I should see if Doug can join us on the show. <laughs> And so I sent him a text he's and he was, a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Super gracious and said, sure. He's, he's got a meeting tonight that he has to go to. Mm-hmm. So we can't keep him too late. So we shuffled our schedule around a little bit to accommodate. And he was kind enough to cut into his, what I'm sure is super, super busy day to come on our happy little podcast. So. We appreciate it a whole lot, Lucian. Let's give him a call. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Hello? Well, hi there. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing really well, man. Thank you very much for uh, agreeing to do this on such short notice. I really appreciate it. I might as well. I've been doing enough interviews for the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So I know that you've got your meeting in what? at, at In an hour? Is that right? In an hour. Okay. And is that an online meeting, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Google chat. Google okay. hangout. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we get you out of here in time to get set up for that and give you some time in between to do whatever you need to do. But I, again, thank you very much for coming on yeah. the show again. Always good to hear your voice. What's, how, how's everything going? Oh, you know, pretty mild, really. Not a whole lot going on. Yeah. I'm not really even sure what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. From the way the press has been, it doesn't seem too mild. <laughs> no. No, not at all. In fact, uh, since Monday at about 8 a.m., it's been nonstop for me and for other chapters. So we wanted to call and talk to you about the After School Satan Club. And Right. Well, you know, I, I think this is the, the biggest uh, Satanic Temple story to date. Yeah, judging by the the volume of calls and, and everything else, I, I don't think it's been this heavy before. Really? Hmm. Yeah, even even with the monuments. Wow. I wonder if maybe that media is a little bit primed because you've been on their radar before and rather recently that maybe the I don't know. Or is it the the national aspect? I, of I it. think that's part of it. I think I think part of it is that uh now people largely expect that we will come through on what we're saying we're going to do because mm. we do. Yeah. It's a good reputation to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're, they're right to think so. We're fully prepared. We have a curriculum built. We have the volunteers. We're ready to go into the schools and we're ready to do this. Yeah, this is awesome. So this is this is kind of in response to the Good News Club, right? Yes, it's very much in response to the Good News Clubs, and we're we're there in the schools because of the Good News Club presence, and 
I was on some some CNN subsidiary station today uh, debating a well, it was supposed to be a debate with uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a representative from the Child Evangelism Fellowship, and the Child Evangelism Fellowship is the organization that masterminds the uh, Good News Clubs, and it's the Liberty Council. Uh, the same organization that represented Kim Davis, the uh, mm, Kentucky yeah. County clerk who wouldn't sign the, the gay marriage certificates. Um, they, they've advanced their agenda to the point where uh, schools really have no option but to let any religious group in mm-hmm. to present their after school clubs. And it's interesting uh, with the first Washington Post article, Washington Post reached out to the uh yeah the head of the liberty council was who they reached out to and matt staver and he said yeah. at that time and this was just sunday you know that mm-hmm. this printed that we did have a first amendment right to do what we were doing which was consistent with his position on religious liberty overall so he almost had to respect it but um just yesterday the liberty council released a press release where he is saying in fact we have no right to go in and disrupt the the schools and that the Liberty Council will act pro bono on behalf of any of the school districts that are trying to fight to keep us out. Yeah, that sounds a lot more like them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they uh, anticipated that the story would get this big either. And, and, you know, we originally in our press release uh, specifically thanked the Liberty Council for opening (laughs) the door and allowing us into the schools. And I think they were probably suffering some backlash from that, oh. along with it, that initial statement really kind of affirming our our thank you there. And I think that that didn't go well, probably, with their base. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of the um, why do you hate religious freedom or what's what's the harm in just letting them, you know, practice the, their religion as, you know, the way they see fit and all that kind of stuff? Well, I, I think we made it very difficult. Uh you know, we, we prepared for this in advance, had our talking points all lined up, set up a website for it before anybody saw it coming. Mm. And so it, we've come up with a position that's really difficult to argue. And you can't really say what's wrong with religious liberty because that's what we're saying. Right. <laughs> you know, this is this is very much an expression of religious liberty. And to say that somehow it's not is is just incorrect. But so typically so the they, religious liberty is is this kind of government viewpoint neutrality that doesn't reject a claim of religion just based on the symbolic structure or whatever else. I see. So 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 typically, though, it is that one way street for them. You know, it's Christianity or nothing. And I I think it's it's interesting, though, at how many times you guys have put them again, put them on the ropes or painted them into a corner on this kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, and, and now they, they, the Liberty Council, at least, has really laid their hypocrisy bare. You know, now now they've they, they're quite openly not pushing for religious liberty, but for religious privilege for yeah. their definition of what is the, the, the appropriate religion. Yeah, and the argument I've been seeing quite a bit coming out of the state of Utah is people are saying that you should not proselytize to children that young, and it's incorrect. And a lot of them don't know about the Good News Club and their whole goal of actually proselytizing to 5- to 12-year-olds or the fact that they've got nearly 3,560 3, Good News Clubs in public schools in the United States. 
And right. And and I've tried to stay on message every time I've done an interview. I've I've made very clear that this is in response to the good news clubs. Mm-hmm. And I make it very clear also that the presence of good news clubs isn't benign. It's not simply a a club that's coming in saying, All right, um, you know, we'll we'll take the kids who want to come to this and sign the permission slips. I mean that that is the that's the ideal for the after school clubs. Mm-hmm. People say there's there it's not part of the the school curriculum and children will somehow know the difference even though the permission slips and propaganda are being circulated throughout the school. Right. Which, you know, that's bullshit as well. Yeah. But um but the the child evangelism fellowship is very open about their mission. If you look at their website, their goal is to train children to evangelize to other children mm-hmm. and and coerce them into coming to their way of religious thinking. And that that's really deplorable. And along along with those lessons teaching these kids that they're sinners, that they'll burn in hell, mm-hmm. that the wages of sin is death, and all that other superstitious bullshit. And I've been making clear in the interviews too that. Our actual curriculum for the uh, after-school Satan Club doesn't include items of religious opinion. We say nothing about the good news clubs within that curriculum. These are actually uh, critical thinking games, puzzles, stories, art projects, that type of thing. Things that are appropriate for those ages of, of 5 to 12. And the curriculum was put together by uh, one of our one of our chapter heads in, in Los Angeles working with uh, the lead on the curriculum, who is Amy Monsky, who helped put together the Camp Quest curriculum for secular kids. Mm. So it's a, it's, a very, it's a very well thought out, well done curriculum. And we feel that just our presence alone as the Satanic Temple executing this after school club will make kids think differently of people who embrace the blasphemous. When they're being fed mm-hmm. these ideas of hell and eternal damnation and torture, and they see people who self-identify as Satanists coming in and, and being productive, moral people that they can look up to, uh, it, it gives the lie to that entire superstitious structure that they're being spoon-fed. So that's what that's what I try to get across when people ask, well, wouldn't it be better if you called it the science mm-hmm. club or the humanist club? No, I think there's actually a very positive message that comes with calling it after school Satan and it being executed by the satanic temple. We have no interest in preserving this idea of Satan as the symbol of ultimate evil. That's never been a constructive mm-hmm. paradigm. It's always been destructive. It's always been something with which people have justified witch hunts, putting people in prison on false accusations. It's always been something by which we've created outgroups. And when people are forced to think about symbolic structures and how different tales, different symbols can mean different things to different people, and they're left to then judge people for what they know of their real actions in the real world, we will be living in a better place. So I'm I'm losing patience on the question of wouldn't we be better off rebranding in a way that made the ignorant people more comfortable and forced <laughs> people to think less. No, yeah, I think absolutely. we'd be taking something vital away from this entire thing. And I think that's half of the fight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've seen people do that. Why don't you call it uh, all sorts of names like you were just saying? I'm like, no, it's not the point that this, this is part of the fight. The Satanist right, exactly. side of it is the and, part and, of the fight. And, and why why should we why should we make ourselves 
more palatable to people in that mm-hmm. what we feel is a very destructive mindset. Why should right. we allow people to go on feeling that that uh, that anybody who self-identifies as a Satanist must necessarily be a homicidal maniac <laughs> or whatever else? I mean, well, we well, had that a change. panic, and that it just is just is in recent history in the 80s and 90s, and we see just how these mythologies are still very destructive. And, and these are these are things worth questioning, and these are things worth shaking people up over and making them reexamine. Well, yeah, and yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't have to play into the religious narrative behind this. You shouldn't have to play into the the Christian religious narrative behind it. You you don't have to play by their rules. You don't have to allow them to define who you are or what you're doing. And by by exactly. kowtowing... Well, the thing is, is the CEF doesn't recognize the Catholic Church as, as legitimate Christians. And the most amazing thing happened to me today when I was talking to the representative from the Child Evangelism Fellowship. Ominously he named. Insisted, uh, he insisted that I'm not a real Satanist, and it made me think, now what kind of world are we living in where the Child Evangelism Fellowship is accusing me of not being a Satanist? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, what did he mean? Well, he meant that because it's a non-theistic viewpoint, where we're atheists masquerading as Satanists, because, oh. you know, they're, they're in the mindset that if you're not engaged in groveling worship of a literal deity, that you don't have religion, you don't have a moral structure, you don't have ethics, and, and you don't have you, you don't have anything, any basis for which to to uh, to, to predicate your your entire existence. Uh, it's it's just a very basic mindset. I would be willing to bet that even if even if you could prove that, I mean, not that you do, but even if even if part of it for you guys was the groveling worship of of Satan, he still wouldn't be willing to to go as far enough to say that you have a moral stru- a moral system or a moral structure, because that's counter to. Oh you know, yeah, no, quite, right, obviously, but but uh, but the uh, the the real point to me was that that they are a very and actually, actually, in a minority as far as Christians go in their in their evangelical fundamentalism, and I feel, of course, a lot of Christians would be disgusted knowing knowing exactly what they believe. So to call say we're not Satanists is it doesn't come much from it doesn't doesn't mean much coming from an organization that doesn't recognize Catholic Church as Christian. I'm sure they mm-hmm. don't recognize Mormons as Christian. No, no, and that that should and that that. Uh, that should be a point being made in Utah. I know mm-hmm. that the idea of the after school Satan club is causing quite a stir in Utah, but I think if the if the uh Mormon community was aware of the what the CEF really represents, they wouldn't be so quick to defend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know how how widespread is the CEF? Are they in all 50 states? Or the, oh, good the good news, news clubs? Club? I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah, that they cover all 50 states. I mean, the fact that we have uh, what somewhere between 15 and 20 chapters now i don't even know and that we have nine chapters already uh already positioned to do this in this initial rollout it says a lot for just how prevalent the good news clubs are mm-hmm. and you know nobody's traveling a couple hours out to do this this is just in their lo- localities yeah. and since the news struck on sunday we've gotten flooded with emails and we've gotten flooded for, with emails from people who claim they have degrees in education or their parents with kids in schools and they want to help us establish after school Satan clubs in their schools because they know the good news clubs are there. And it's not because they have a particular affinity for identifying with, with Satanism, 
but they understand what we're doing and they've they've long been distressed at the presence of the good news clubs in their schools and now we're getting these stories coming forward these anecdotal stories of you know people saying their daughter came home crying because these kids were mm-hmm. trying to uh trying to uh harass her into into uh submitting herself to Jesus Christ and coming to the good news clubs and stuff like that. And this is the kind of shit the CEF is training kids to do in public schools. And this goes back to the 2001 ruling, a horrible ruling, I think, in the Supreme Court. It was the the Liberty Council representing the good news club versus a school, Milford Middle School. Mm -hmm. And in in that ruling, they decided uh, they, they didn't look at it as an establishment clause issue as to whether you could have a religious group in schools. They turned it into a free speech issue and said you couldn't abridge the free speech of a, a private group coming in from the outside to do after school clubs. And religious speech needed to be treated as any other type of speech or, or else it was viewpoint discrimination, which I think is utter bullshit. You really can categorically deny things like religion and politics uh, in a partisan being presented in a partisan way. And in schools, they do that all the time. What you can't do is preference one point of view over another. If you say now that the after-school Satan clubs can't come in, but the good news clubs can, then you're dealing with viewpoint discrimination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think now everybody has to re-examine this and and determine what they're going to do because they don't want us to get to even the first step of being able to distribute our permission slips throughout the schools, which is the position they're looking at right now. Now they have to consider how they're going to handle these requests. So have you heard, have you gotten any pushback from anybody who's actually tied to the school district? I mean, I know I've seen comments from a lot of, you know, concerned parents or uh, concerned Christians that Satan may have influence over their children. But has anybody at the actual school district level uh, offered any pushback on any of this? Some school districts have reached out and and simply said, here's our usage of facility uh, documents that you requested because we did ask for those and we want to be sure we're being treated in a way that uh, conforms with their pre-existing conditions within the, the, the usage of facility standards. And we've had uh, we, we've had some say to the press that uh, that so far, essentially, there's nothing wrong with our request. And, and they're indicating that they have no grounds with which to turn us down begrudgingly. Uh, Tucson reached out to us and, and they, they had their lawyer write to us and she wrote that she wanted us to take their school and school district off of our website because the information was inaccurate. There was no, there is no after school Satan club operating in their school <laughs> district and we needed to get rid of this immediately. And I wrote her back immediately and I told her that our website in fact says and always has said that their school district in that school is a place that we applied to present our curriculum. Therefore, our site was not in need of revision. And now we're also hearing from Tucson and I think maybe one other school district that they have a standard in which we need a faculty sponsor to be in the school. And we're looking at this and that that we don't think will fly legally. Um, for one thing, we're, we're, we're probably going to ask them to assign us a sponsor. And if they don't, uh, th- that might, it might get legal from there because in essence, they would just be 
passing down our rejection down the chain, right. but it would still be a government employee saying, no, we don't want you represented here. I mean, you can't just simply say, okay, we're, we're passing this down to the teachers or another member of faculty to decide whether you can come in here or not, because there then it does become a, an establishment clause issue, because then you're preferencing the good news clubs and you're excluding us. Essentially, so we don't just... think that's going to fly. But Tucson's trying really hard to allay the fears of parents and put out this impression that they're going to easily keep us out of the schools. And, and that's not the case. Yeah, I know that here in Utah, um, they have to have a faculty advisor as part of any after-school club, um, and that if nobody will step up to bat and volunteer, then the school is supposed to assign it to a teacher. And, you know, that that has led to some issues in the past where, of course, you know, like uh, the Gay-Straight Alliance mm-hmm. or any or any school clubs like that, uh, where you may not have any faculty members who are necessarily, uh, open to, to supporting anything like that or, or, you know, using any of their time, uh, in support of those clubs. They have a hard time finding a faculty member to do that. So then they just end up assigning it to somebody who has to begrudgingly do it and then ends up, you know, making it a really terrible experience for a lot of people who are involved. Well, that's, you know, I I assume that that's what it has to be. That's the only legally sound option is that they'll have to assign one. And that's why I think our next option will be, you know, asking them to assign us uh, somebody on the faculty. I, I Well, actually, I think our first step might be actually reaching out and seeing if somebody will do it, because that's not out of the question. You know, there's there's no shortage of messages we're getting from people in schools mm-hmm. uh, saying that they, they want this at their schools. Whether they're willing to publicly stand up for it or not is a different story. Mm-hmm. That might they might feel that that is going to have a, a negative impact on their career or whatever else. But I really don't see that as being legitimate grounds for them to keep us out. I, I think they're they're trying their hardest, and, and I I honestly don't think that their legal counsel misread our website. I think their yeah. legal counsel was trying to intimidate us into taking their their name in school off of the website, knowing full well that what we stated on the site was accurate because I find it hard to believe that their ability to read that was was so lacking. Yeah, I'm sure it was just a shot across the bow to to try to scare you into into taking it down. It's interesting how how much attention Arizona wants from you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it's interesting. We 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 uh, are probably filing in, in Scottsdale uh, because they, they they just said we couldn't open open with a prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Phoenix, you know, we were going to sue them, but because they they had gotten rid of their their prayers, and and then they and then they brought it back after our time passed, and they yeah. said, okay, now we we have this kind of chaplain system in place where you need an approved chaplain to give your invocation or something like that, which we feel would would definitely be a violation if if a chaplain wouldn't represent us, mm-hmm, if, if, mm-hmm. you know, from their chosen fire department or whatever else, and and read our invocation if if they're reading the other invocations, they they would need to be trained or whatever in the basics of what we're presenting, or 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 they would be be violating our rights. But in order for us to be able to press this suit, actually, and have standing, they would need to 
act upon their new policy. They would actually have to have somebody do this this invocation through the chaplain policy before we could claim that we we were denied. Right. Um, and they haven't done that so far. So it looks like all of this was just kind of this blustering maneuver, this kind of uh, uh, cosmetic uh, uh, cry to battle where some of the council people said, we're not standing up to this. And then they, they kind of silently let the issue go. So it looks like, in effect, we won Phoenix, but it could come up and be an issue at any at any time in the future. Yeah, I know that uh, the the Granite School District here in Utah, where uh, this is this is going to be put in place, is one of the first schools at Vista Elementary. Yeah, uh, the the person running their social media account for for the school has been doing a pretty excellent job of throwing in a little bit of humor here and there, and and just being very open and answering a lot of questions, which. I was honestly surprised to see that from somebody in a school administration here in Utah, but it was a welcome surprise. Well, I, I have I haven't had the time actually to see what's been going on, and so I, I haven't even had the time to look at the interviews that some of the chapter heads have been doing. I, I, I mean, it's just been so busy and it's been so slammed that I, I just haven't been able to keep up. So I would be interested in seeing that at some point, but it it really does look like some of the school districts are going to say okay this is mm-hmm. this is what you you can do and, and you're going to do it mm-hmm. and furthermore it it honestly looks like we will get students signing on for it too we you know it's hard to know how many messages are coming from any of the schools we've reached out to but we've gotten so many messages from people saying that they would love to sign their kids up for this kind of thing and, and that you know that was actually kind of unexpected yeah, yeah, there. I saw several comments from people here locally who were very much excited about the program coming yeah. to their school and wondering or, how they can sign up and or wonder if it's coming to their school. Hey, when will we have this at our school? Yeah, yeah. And, and you're planning to roll this yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. You're planning to roll this well, out yeah. to it's, all the states? The thing is, is, is you know, I don't want to overvalue this, but I feel like it. This will have a long term effect on our culture, especially when people think about. Satan and Satanism, and it has an effect for the better. And that's why I'm losing tolerance for that question. Why wouldn't it be better mm-hmm. if we called it something else? I think we're making so much progress in making people think differently about this this very basic issue that I I I sometimes lose sight of the fact that uh, of how even even uh, other atheist supporters or secularists can't see the value in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear those kinds of complaints. You know, I was hearing those kinds of complaints about the Satanic Temple long before you guys started talking about the after-school Satan program. Um, what what kinds of – I think we talked a little bit about what, what kinds of things the kids will be learning. You said that Amy Monsky from uh, Camp Quest has helped develop the curriculum for this? Yeah, yeah. In, in you know, in that vein, it, it, there's – Basic science education projects, art projects, songs, uh, book reading, that type of thing. And, and she's built a seasonal curriculum that goes along with each month, uh, depending on, you know, what weather and holidays take place at that time. I mean, it's really beyond reproach. If they're going to scrutinize the curriculum for, for problems, it would be it would be hilarious to see them put our curriculum alongside the Good News Club <laughs> curriculum mm-hmm. and, and try to uh, try to make ours out to be unfavorable um, compared to theirs. I mean, 
uh, as this goes forward, I have high hopes that it will really underscore how ludicrous the entire argument is. Yeah. So, so is this going? Is any of the curriculum going to be tied or, or somewhat similar to like the the big book of activities where you know Satan was thrown in there every now and then? I mean, is is the curriculum going to be very secular? Is it or is it going to to highlight or mention? Oh, we, we could very well use that that imagery. Yeah, but in the big book of activities, there's that imagery. You know, there's 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 pentagrams and things like that. But there is there is no no uh, satanic philosophy. There's no religious opinion beyond that. It's just it's just part of the background ambiance of the, of the imagery in there. And I, and I think that just kind of goes along with showing kids that there's nothing to fear from symbols. You know, mm-hmm. there there's you're still holding on to vestiges of superstition. If you're going to argue with me that no. It goes too far to do that. No, it doesn't. I saw an ignorant comment online where somebody was commenting uh, after after an article about this, saying that the the whole Satan thing is similar to running a, a Hitler club in, in uh, uh, to uh, to advance a respect for German history or something like that. And I was thinking, well, that analogy would only hold if Hitler hadn't actually existed, but yeah, yeah. hordes of people ever so often intermittently burned people at the stake for being Hitler or yeah. <laughs> or sent them to prison on false accu- accusations of being a Nazi in a world where where uh, Nazi Germany never took place, then that stupid fucking analogy might <laughs> might have a little bit of relevance to what's going on here, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so how is this how is this being funded? Well, we're crowdsourcing on this one too, and that's a real real that's a real kind of bizarre situation because right now with all the press, we've raised uh, around between 13 and 15 grand for this. And the thing is, is that might be a lot of money, uh, you know, cause we, we, we're going to have printing costs. We might have, we'll likely have facility fees with the schools. We'll, we're going to get supplies for the clubs and that kind of thing. And in that case, you know, even if it's just, if it's just nine chapters doing that, that that's plenty of money. However, if we're fighting legal battles, mm-hmm. which uh, we probably will, and we have to get different legal representation likely in any district we need to fight a legal battle, and we do not get pro bono support, then that's that's no money at all. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the, the, the thirteen to fifteen grand is is is, is nothing if yeah. that's the case. So we're we're either going to end up with an excess or or just or just uh, uh, barely anything at all. So um, we set a goal of forty thousand on a on a crowdfunding page on the AfterSchoolSatan.com website. However, in this case, I was clear that if we end up in a situation where we get pro bono support or or no resistance or whatever else, and we have excess funds, the rest of that could be migrated to the reproductive rights campaigns or whatever other campaigns we're doing to advance secularism or, or whatever. So in that way, it's unique in our campaigns because the other ones, we, we definitely knew we'd need all those funds to go towards mm-hmm. those campaigns. But we're being transparent about it and we're, we're being clear that we have no idea what the outcome on this could be. Mm-hmm. So you say 13 to 15,000. And when was the campaign started? Uh, it rolled out 
Sunday along with the Washington Post piece. You know, I was, uh, you know, we were working, uh, well, we were speaking with Catherine Stewart, who wrote the Washington Post piece, of course, in advance of the piece coming out. So I knew the Washington Post piece would would come out and that would be uh, and well, Washington Post coordinated to, to release the piece when we wanted to release our campaign. So it's been since Sunday. Wow. So just that's, a few days raising that much money. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's been it's been a huge amount of press. It's just been yeah. it's been more than I can keep up with, like I said. Yeah, well, and again, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to talk to us here in Utah. I really appreciate it, man. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> so how is the uh, prayer thing going? Have you accepted Jesus yet? Oh, you mean Franklin Graham? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a real honor. He he, he <laughs> prayed that, uh, he prayed that, or actually he was asking everybody to pray, yeah. I think, that they could make me soft. And I, I know I tweeted like a smart ass that uh, Satan could make me hard again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figure that, you know, surely with thousands of Christians praying for one individual soul or one individual heart to be changed, that should happen like quick, oh, yeah. fast, and in a hurry. Jesus listens to tweets. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We should really ask Franklin Graham what. What, what the timeline is here and when we can expect Jesus to act on it. I remember when we were doing the Black Mass event at Harvard, I got a, uh, I got a message from a, a some, some Catholic at the Divinity School saying that since we were insistent that we weren't using a consecrated host, nor were we actual Satanists, because Satanists, of course, are supposed to, uh, in his mind, uphold this value of of uh of the power of the consecrated host and naturally some some blessed cracker doesn't mean shit to us <laughs> and i i asked him if he'd be willing to submit to an experiment in which we you know take some consecrated hosts and take some non-consecrated hosts and, and mix them up and see if we can tell which is which <laughs> by lightly insulting some not too much so that we cause the apocalypse but, you know, that we have some predictable standard, like immediate bad weather or something like that. And, uh, you know, he didn't take up the offer on that kind of experiment. <laughs> sure. It's weird. It's weird how he wouldn't do that. I mean, surely his God would show up and, and defend that. But I thought they're supposed to te- test their faith all the time. <laughs> I don't well, know. you know, that that but that gets back to the value of having uh, self-identified Satanists in the elementary schools where they're trying to s- sell hellfire and damnation. I mean, you're, you're five to 12 years old. It's a confusing time. And the, the church, the child evangelism fellowship, they know that they, they want to target that age range because they've done the demographic reports. I mean, they, they post this stuff. This is in their, this is in their materials. This is, this is the age, according to them, where you can really beat superstition into somebody's head and, yeah. and, and get them guilty for life. Put the fear of God into them. Hmm. They're, they're malleable. So, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that, but, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> that led back to the original point somehow. So you want to roll this out nationwide. Uh, I know that, uh, it's, it's not, it's not being started at a school in every state in the nation initially. How were the first schools chosen? Because they were, you know, our, our current existing chapters look to see what was going on local to them within reason for them to be able to to carry this out 
get volunteers to go there and and it not be too terribly terribly much of a burden and uh you know nine chapters found good news clubs operating that close to them in elementary schools that this was uh, a worthwhile proposition for them that they could they could reasonably execute so that's how it was chosen we we just had local representatives there willing to do this but now we're we're going to be talking of course about what we're going to do with all these volunteer requests we have and I see no reason why if people have the resumes and the credentials that we can look at and we'll run a criminal background check on everybody yeah. um that we can't give the curriculum over to them uh give them the materials and, and let them do a after school satan club where they have good news clubs represented as well and, and I think Staver is is very much wrong from the Liberty Council. He oh. made some comment recently where he felt that um, interest would, would fade away very quickly in this, that nobody would participate. If the messages were getting our any indication, that that's not going to happen. Yeah, it sounds like this will only grow. Yeah, yeah. People are very enthusiastic for it. And it's just... You know, it, it, it couldn't it couldn't have rolled out better on our yeah. end. You know, you, you never know with something like this. You never know how it's going to affect people, how, how big of a splash it's mm-hmm. going to have in the media. If uh, if the media will generally stay on point or, or whatever else. And, you know, I, I think we've done as good as we possibly could have with what we wanted to do with this campaign so far. Well, and I think in today's day and age where so many kids are latchkey kids you know you've you've got both parents working or or a single parent with with children who has to work a little bit later where the kids get out of school and they're looking for something for kids to do and providing something where they're learning great things i think is going to naturally draw a whole lot of attention like you're going to get a whole lot oh of yeah and, and that's something that's something that the good news clubs have always counted on they, they love to be able to proselytize the kids who are just thrown into this because their parents need them to be at school an extra hour afterwards and said, ah, ah, screw it, you know, let them get some Bible learning or whatever. On the other side of that, I, I bet there's going to be parents who are saying, yeah, the Satanic Temple, I don't give a shit. You know, it's a sounds like a <laughs> fine program to me. I'll throw them in. I need them in school an extra hour rather than paying for daycare or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, yeah, we probably will have we probably will have kids at these uh, at these clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So what uh, what's the latest with Gray Faction? Gray Faction, I'm waiting. We're going to turn in our our uh, petition against uh, Neil Brick, who is a a self proclaimed former Illuminati super soldier who, <laughs> under mind control, was forced to rape people and murder people, and now he's uh, in charge of other people's mental health as a licensed counselor. Um, we're going to turn in our petition to have his licensure examined at the end of this month. And we'll see how that goes. Um, I got another letter from California about their investigation of Ellen Lactor, mm-hmm. who, uh, who is also a, 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 a terribly delusional conspiracy theorist who we've tied to the death of an eight year old child. If anybody's not familiar with that, check out, uh, grayfaction.org where we have all this material. But, um, you know, a lot of other projects were kind of pushed in the background a little bit for uh, for the purposes of working on the after school clubs. But one thing that's going on with Gray Faction is that I'm in talks with a, a very, uh, a very professional and, and uh, 
and well-regarded documentary crew that's specifically interested in this whole idea of, of the gray faction and this, uh, this narrative arc of the satanic panic from the eighties and nineties producing the type of Satanist that I am and other people in the satanic temple are today fighting against satanic panic narratives and kind of bringing the fight back to the, the witch hunters and, and, and bringing it full circle. So they see this kind of great narrative arc that they want to could possibly do a feature length documentary about. And I, I have high hopes for that project. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you too late. Where, uh, can people go to get more information about all of these different programs? Well, our primary website is thesatanictemple.com, but, uh, the specific website for the After School Satan program is afterschoolsatan.com. And next week we should already have some of our merchandise in the After School Satan t-shirts and that type of thing. And of course, you know, merchandise sales go towards their campaigns too. So check out shopsatan.com. Well, Lucian Greaves of the Satanic Temple, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it, man. I know you're super, super busy and I can't tell you, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us tonight. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I will talk to you again soon. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, man. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, it sounds like I might need to get myself another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's always good. Yeah, I, I dig fun. that guy. Someone, someone posted on the, the Grant, I think it was Fox 13 news article about it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that guy who runs the Satanic Temple, he used to be a part of 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 this group, the Temple of Satanistic <laughs> members, and he got kicked out because he was so extreme and all stuff. Mike, I'm like, whoa, buddy. I'm like, I've happened to have actually talked with the the guy who runs the Satanic Temple a few times, and I can tell you, you are full of shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Like, why don't you go to their website and do a little research on them? He has nothing to do with them, and it's also the, the, the Satanic Temple, not the Temple of Satan. And I'm like, you f- fucking... Yeah, most people have no idea what they're talking yeah. about when you talk about the Satanic Temple. They get it confused with the Church of Satan. Yeah, they use those interchangeably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and so many people have had a negative experience with the Church of Satan that yeah. they hear the Satanic Temple or anything to do with Satanists, and they automatically tie it to the Church of Satan and say things like, uh, uh, Dan Finca, yesterday I was chatting with on his Facebook timeline because he had posted a story about the after-school Satan mm-hmm. Club and uh, said that, you know, ordinarily I don't much care for what the what the Satanists are doing, but this is pretty great. And I made a comment and just said, you know, well, what is it? What is it that you have a problem with with or or that you disagree with? Because I'm a huge fan of the Satanic Temple. And if there's something or some reason that I should not be, I'd like to know. Like they do a lot of really great stuff. Yeah. And we had a little dialogue back and forth and it was, it was made clear that, yeah, he has it confused with the church of Satan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he said that he would go and do a little bit more research and, I'm sure that when he does, he'll find out that the Satanic Temple is an awesome organization yeah. that he yeah. should absolutely want to support. For more information, again, you can find links to all of these initiatives and programs that are being run through the Satanic Temple by visiting the satanictemple.com, uh, where you'll find out more things about the Reproductive Rights Campaign, Gray Faction, and the After School Satan Club. Yes. Should be a whole lot of fun. I look forward to it. Peace be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming out, y'all. 
Oh boy, what a turnout. Uh, well, it is a big day. Today, we answer mankind's most pressing question. Namely, what the hell's going on? Now, Preacher Custer here argues not only is there a God, he's going to call him down right into this room and we're all going to talk to him. Ain't that right, Preacher Custer? Something like that. What I say, my position in all of this is that Preacher Custer, like every single preacher, priest, and holy man since the dawn of time, is full of shit. The only true God, the only real God, is the God of meat. Well, what else we got on deck tonight? Uh, if you want to do this thing here, which is pretty fucking funny, we got, uh, I don't know what, what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. I think, I thought, I thought you were giving him an opportunity to provide a lead in to the next story. Oh, we are. Story. John Cleese has got his own new church he's starting up. What? Yeah. I like John Cleese. Church of JC Capitalist. Who's John Cleese? Oh, from the, don't know. another JC church? Oh, yeah. Well, John Cleese, JC. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, J- J.C., John Cleese. <laughs> Only John Cleese can have those. Yeah. J.F.C. I guess so. Sorry, I wasn't oh, geez, informed. Jeez, Meg. John fucking Cleese, man. He's um, Monty Python, the Faulty Towers. Basil you know Faulty? John Cleese? He's awesome. He, he patented a walk. Yes. He has his own walk. Really? Meg doesn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, never- yeah he has his own us? walk. Uh, I'll find a video of it. <laughs> I could, I could probably do it. You kind of lift your leg up drink high, stretch it out. I probably do the John Cleese with walk your, when I'm super with drunk. your back. Yeah, you got to be like kind of all crooked backwards. Oh, legs that out. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he has his own walk. All right. So this is the John Cleese Church of JC Capitalist. Here is an important announcement. We've decided to found a church on this website because we believe that even if we save just one solitary soul from eternal torment, then the founding of this church will have been worthwhile, especially as it gives us huge tax advantages. Now, (laughs) we're going to call ourselves the Church of J.C. Capitalist, because here in the United States of America, Christian teaching is, of course, the cornerstone of the capitalist system. Televangelists in particular setting a fine example to us all in the accumulation of great personal wealth and illustrating (laughs) the worldly rewards that real faith can bring us if we are truly humble and have good marketing skills. <laughs> now, people have said to me quite critically that Christ spoke a lot about the poor. So, what is our church doing about them? Well, as Christ himself so rightly said, blessed are the poor. So, they're all right, they will get their reward in heaven, no need to worry about them. <laughs> now, the church of J.C. Capitalist is founded on two sacred principles. One, Our focus groups tell us to target very anxious people with weak egos who are desperate for certainty. So, this church will be very authoritarian, telling our members exactly what to think and to do, and we guarantee to make them positively glow with self-confidence because anyone at all who disagrees with us will go to hell and be tortured with red-hot pointy things forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) 
And the second principle is morals are only about sex. So, send money now. Inquire about different levels of membership. And remember, a one-time gift of $10,000 guarantees you entry into heaven with one special guest of your own choice, plus <laughs> a beautiful frame certificate to that effect, signed by me. Join now. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a sign of a dollar sign. Did you what? notice that that's what was on the uh, crucifix cross around his neck? Around his neck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I like that. I hadn't seen that. Was that that was? I just I think it just came out this past week. Huh. July twenty eighth. I didn't actually go to his website to find out if they're actually he did make a website or if he's just mocking <laughs> religion again. I like that. I like John Cleese a lot. He's oh, yeah. one of my favorites of the Monty Python crew. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best that's still around, I think. He's very funny. They're all very funny. Yeah. I like him. I like him in particular. I always have. I wouldn't mind seeing Spam a lot. Spam a lot? Yeah. You wouldn't mind seeing Spam? Yeah, I would like to go see it. Yeah. That's the play. Their play. Yeah. Uh, is it is it based on they, the Holy Grail? I'm not sure if it's based on the Holy Grail, but I know they wrote it. Yeah. It's not them in the touring show of it. I guess they only did a performance of it themselves like once. Yeah. And they broadcast it live, which I know you can buy on DVD. Huh. I was not aware of that. Yep. I'll have to check it out. We would like to know. How dare you question your God? What else you got, Matt? I got a thing. Okay. You got more shenanigans? I should. I do. Shenanigans? Yeah. (laughs) I thought you said shit madigans for some reason. (laughs) That might be a good way to say it. So this could probably easily become a new segment. Uh, I'm going to do half of it now. I'll do half later. but um, Because it's so easy to find material for. There are a bunch of tiny stories that I would never otherwise bring to the show. Yeah. That don't particularly relate to atheism per se except that they're all a demonstration of what a fucking asshole god is <laughs> okay i'm a kind of excited about this all right god's an asshole alexander peter peter kirk met a woman online and really fell for her oh. after two months chatting to his dream woman kirk decided he couldn't wait any longer and had to meet her in real life this is sad the 41 year old dutchman flew almost 3,000 miles to an airport in china where he waited for her for 10 days he was yeah. being catfished she didn't show up in oh. fact kirk's wait for his love interest would have been longer but he was hospitalized for exhaustion he's a diabetic yeah. and god's an asshole Henry Bromberg from Deerhurst in Gloucestershire suffered from hypoplastic left heart syndrome, a rare condition meaning that one side of his heart, only one side of his heart functioned. Oh, okay. Despite undergoing 38 operations, including three open heart surgeries and regularly using 24 medications. 24? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. The boy nicknamed Half a Heart Henry. Oh, that's, that's nice of his friends. Died at age nine. Aww. He wanted to be a doctor. God's not going to happen. An asshole. 
a young girl named Karina. <laughs> is this an uplifting segment? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> a young girl named Karina films her mother setting a butterfly. She's watched grow from a caterpillar free from a net. No. She even gives words of encouragement from behind the camera, shouting, Go to your nature place. The butterfly takes don't, off. Don't go there. And five-year-old Karina bids it a fond farewell before a previously unseen bird swoops down and picks it Aww. off. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the rabbit one. Ha ha. The butterfly is no more and God's an asshole. Fuck you, God. <laughs> it's a beautiful butterfly. I was just trying to teach her a lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a dick. Sometimes life is difficult. <laughs> I hate butterflies. <laughs> Jack the Yorkshire Terrier who hit the headlines in 2015 when he reached the age of 25, was killed this morning after being locked in the jaws of Did a Lakeland. Did you say 25-year-old dog? That's, mm-hmm. that's Jesus. Old. What was he locked in the jaws of? A Lakeland Terrier. Oh. The incident took place along the marina of Hartlepool when Jack, was, who's 117 in dog years, was waiting to have his leash put on by owner Ray Bunn. Mr. Bunn said out of nowhere the black terrier raced over and bit the elderly pet on the side. Mr. Bunn says that he fought for little Jack's life for three minutes by punching the other dog, but it would not let go. (laughs) God's an asshole. Fucking. I was just wailing on this other fucking dog, but. Are these, are these pretty good? That dog had lived a a long life. That dog should have went out in his doggy bed. Yeah. Let me do a couple more, and then if we don't want to pick it back up, that's fine. Meg's grimacing. I'm gonna need. A, I'm gonna need a hug after this. <laughs> According to Chief Ralph Melton, with Curatuck Fire and EMS, the boy and his family were preparing to go back into their vehicle after spending time at the beach. WNCN reported, as the boy and his father were getting into the car, the boy was struck by lightning. Whoa! Child suffered burns from a lightning strike and went into cardiac arrest. The family put the boy into their SUV. And met EMS partway. He was taken to the hospital where he died. God's an asshole. Can, can, I just have one question. Does no one die in the Aniris? I don't think they so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These are all about death, Ryan. So God really is an asshole. <laughs> but that's part of life. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck that part of the life. The very last part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're religious, then you can skip that's the, that. That's bit. the middle bit. <laughs> yeah. Larry the Lobster gained fame after it was spared from a boiling pot in Florida. But Maine officials say the crustacean did not make it to retirement. (gasps) Officials say the decades-old 15-pound lobster succumbed during its journey from the Sunrise Florida restaurant to the Maine State Aquarium. The staff at the aquarium in West Booth Bay Harbor unpacked the lobster and found it dead on Wednesday. A rescue group had stepped forward to save the lobster after the restaurant owner called a TV station in Florida last week to show off the lobster's unusual size. It was estimated to be between 60 and 110 years old. Holy fuck. God's an asshole. It was how old again? Between 60 and 110. They packed it on ice to send it. They oh. did. Is that? That doesn't they sound... They didn't put it in salt water. They put I think it there, on I think there was ice. salt water in there, too. Really? I would hope there was salt I water. I thought I saw like, that. Oh, it's like, I'm going to ship you human from Florida to Maine with no oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you put them on ice to keep them fresh-ish after they were dead. Right. To eat them. <laughs> right. Maybe the still, maybe the restaurant. make sure it doesn't start rotting by the time it gets to wherever it's going. I think in that one, maybe maybe the, the restaurant was the asshole because they forgot, like, oh, you didn't want to eat them. You wanted to preserve them. Oh, oh, right. Shit. Fuck. Damn it. Not oh. eat. I feel keep. like such an ass. 
My bad, y'all. I always mix up eat and live. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, guys. That was my fault. Totally I, forgot. I thought the aquarium wanted a big dinner. We were getting blazed in the parking lot. I <laughs> fucking totally blew it off, man. Fucking <laughs> shit, man. Fucking sorry. Too many bath salts and Zika virus. <laughs> I'm a zombie. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. Are boy. these are these a hit or are these like? Uh, I like them. I like them. I like them. Okay, one more, and then uh, and then we'll come back. Did someone die. God's an asshole. Florida has confirmed ten more homegrown cases of Zika in people infected by local Whoa. mosquitoes leading federal health officials to advise women who are pregnant or considering becoming pregnant to avoid the area just north of downtown Miami, where Zika is spreading. This is almost your plan, Ryan. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. this will be another part of one of Ryan's <laughs> things he's going to say that he does not mean to be taken seriously whatsoever. <laughs> but I believe a combination of Zika virus and bath salts in Florida will create the zombie apocalypse. That's probably we'll true. solve so many problems. Bunch of pinheaded yeah. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was that was that Matt's was an asshole. That was that the new was case, pretty insensitive. The new cases bring the number of Zika infections spread by local mosquitoes as opposed to foreign travel to fourteen. Now huh. four, fourteen individual cases of local Zika yeah. in Florida. Wow. There's but also God's one an asshole. case here in Utah where it's believed the person contracted it after coming in contact with someone who already had the Zika they virus. They were the caretaker. Yep. Yes. Yep. So there's there's at least one case known where it's tr- where it's transferred from a human to another human without sexual contact. Yes, oh. as far as well, well as far so as, they said. As far as they're admitting to caretaker right. in air quotes. Uh huh. We know what they take care of. <laughs> all right, we can move on. I'll come back. I give to all the, the happy endings. <laughs> I'll come back to the rest later. Look at us down here. Hearts for the greed. Hate and doubt. Sin is winning and you're losing. So if we are your children, why don't you act like a father? Take some time out of your busy schedule and answer some goddamn questions. So Ben Sleepy Time Carson was awoken from his coffin from one (laughs) of his many naps to step forward and say that the Kazir family should apologize to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is... If you can wrap uh, your fucking mind around that... Wait, who? The Khan family? The the Khan family Hmm. should Should apologize apologize to Donald Trump. Not the other way around. Not Donald Trump apologizing for for mocking a gold star mother. Yeah. But but that they should apologize to him. Uh, Hey, we all... Trump has made it perfectly clear. He doesn't like trap, captured, or killed... Muslims. Soldiers. Oh, soldiers. <laughs> I think he likes all of the killed Muslims. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that may be part of this. So he doesn't hate Muslims. He likes all of them that are dead. He likes all the dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love Osama bin Laden. America. What did you think of Donald Trump's reaction to that Muslim American family who lost a, a son, a captain, uh, Captain Khan, uh, who died fighting for the United States in Iraq back in 2004. What, what, did you th- what was your reaction to Donald Trump's statements in the aftermath of what those uh, grieving parents said? Well, obviously, you know, any family who loses uh, service members are people for whom we should have great sympathy. And uh, certainly I, I feel uh, very much for those families. I recognize that they are grieving 
and and very often, you know, they will say and do things out of that grief. I think we should just give them a pass and move on. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that... uh, We should give give them them a a pass and move on. Give them a pass from Um, what? Yeah. What the fuck did they do wrong? Nothing. We should give them a pass for doing what, Ben fucking Carson? Having a son who gets killed, Dan. (laughs) As time goes on, everybody... Uh, on both sides of the aisle, we'll simply adopt a position that we're not going to make these the issues. We're going to talk about the real issues that affect America. I can't get that point across enough. People, all of us, Americans, we have some real serious issues here. If If our founders had gotten caught up in all these little things and not dealt with the big issues, we wouldn't even have this country today. Should, should Donald Trump apologize to those parents? Uh, I think, uh, you know, should clearly move on. I don't think it would be harmful if, you know, they apologize to him and he apologized to them. But I don't see that happening. <sighs> hmm. You don't. You don't need to see them apologizing to him, and of course you don't see Donald Trump apologizing to no. them because he's a fucking asshole. Why should they apologize to him? Well, for one thing, uh, you know, if you accuse someone of something that's not true, it usually is a reasonable thing to acknowledge that. What did they accuse him of? Nothing. But Trump can accuse people of shit all the time. Yeah, Donald yeah, Trump does that all Donald the time. fucking Trump accuses people. He he Donald fucking Trump. Donald fucking yeah. Trump accuses people of doing shit all the time that never fucking happened. He, he accused the father of not letting the mother speak because they're Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. So you, you so you, what you would like to see is an apology from those parents, is that what you're saying? I would say, you know, rather than make this a one-sided issue, why don't we all just say back off a little bit? We have such important issues to deal with. And, you know, let's just call a truce. But it is a one-sided issue. You've got yeah. Donald Trump uh, being a fucking cunt yeah, about Donald this. Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> You've got Donald fucking Trump being a fucking cunt about this. It is a one-sided issue. He's yep. a gigantic fucking asshole. Well, I, I think the real issue that Ben Carson is worried about is where his fucking pillow went. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's nap time. And the best way to call a truce is simply to say, I'm over that. You're over that. I'm sorry I said this. If it offended you, the other side. I- fuck I'm you. sorry I said that if it offended yeah, you. It Otherwise, offend you, fuck then, off. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. If it, if it didn't offend you, then I'm not sorry about it at all. Is it, right. is it illegal in this country to offend someone? Ben Carson doesn't know how a fucking no apology works. He has no idea what they're talking about. It seems that way. Yeah. Has but, no fucking clue. Yeah, Carson always seems that way. Sure. That's he why never seems to know what's going on. That's why he... The, he's really hard to listen to if you have is. ADD, by the way. Like, <laughs> I can't he's, focus. Get to the point, buddy. Come on. <laughs> he's really hard to listen to if you have ears. <laughs> he's True. a walking Xanax advertisement. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. I'm sorry if it said that, because that's not our issue. You know, our strength as a nation is through unity. It's not through division. Division will destroy us. A house divided against itself. You know, like a house that would build a fucking wall on its border. Yep. A house that would say that people of a certain faith cannot come into the yep. country. Yep. That's not divisive. No. Or or a country that espouses a two-political party system. Yeah. Not divided, divided at all. Fucking moron. Cannot stand. 
That's what we need to be concentrating on, not these peripheral issues that don't mean anything. We just seem to be addicted to to things that don't mean anything. Yeah, the grief of these parents means Means fucking nothing. nothing. Donald Trump mocking them means means, fucking nothing. Yeah, the sacrifice of Captain Khan means nothing. Yeah, fuck you, Ben Carson. Why do bad things happen to good people? Ah, yes. You see, when I created humanity, I wanted you to have everything. Joy, hope, love, but also pain. Everything that makes you a person. Do you understand? Yeah. Good. But why? You had your turn! You're I have asshole. some some uplifting things. Do you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you haven't had one uplifting thing all night. <laughs> That's true. I honestly, I thought those would be doing better. No, they're funny. As I was going through them, it's I'm funny. like, oh, this is going to be awesome. No, I, like I got them. here and Ryan's welling up with tears and everyone's looking around the room and wondering if Craig I'm for I real. I just thought the him. dog story was sad. That's like three marriages. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a long ass time. And that butterfly, you know, everybody hears a story three like, marriages. oh, you become the beautiful butterfly. for like 25 years. That's oh, like, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> That's a long Meg's like, well, I'm talking the seven-year itch could have happened at least three times during <laughs> that 25-year period. That's true. <sighs> and I care way more if a dog dies than a person generally. Depends on the person. And the dog. And the dog. I suppose. But generally, dogs are better, yeah. Unconditional Dog love. stories make me sadder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's why you caught me in that. Dogs are better people. No, I, I was saying Ryan was tearing up. Right, yeah, was, but you was, were like, she's grimacing. I was, I was I'm like, hard. oh, poor but I can't, dog I, dying that I way. I love, I love Turner and Hooch, but I can't watch it. Oh, Turner I can and watch Hooch? it. That's like yeah. not real. That's not, that's not a very sad one. No. Uh, that's that, not my point at all. When that, what a Marley and me. When that dog sacrifices oh. himself for Tom Hanks at the end of the movie, that's fucking sad. Tom mm-hmm. Hanks had a good relationship with that dog, that slobbery old man's dog from that the dog dock. Fucked dog. a lot of shit up, man. Yeah, what that that was part of the love process, but in the end, that dog was love. Uh-huh. He lost it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> you you want to do more gods and asshole, or you got something else, or what do you want to do? Um, I got a couple of other stories if you want. Okay. <clears throat> Uh oh, this one's actually pretty interesting. I think you will like this one, although I've been wrong before today. <laughs> Christians working in Greece's most notorious asylum detention center have tried to convert some of the Muslim detainees who've been held under the terms of the EU-Turkey migration deal. On at least two occasions in recent months, aid workers have distributed con- conversion forms inside copies of Arabic versions of the St. John's Gospel Mm. to people held at the Moria detention camp on Lesvos. As you do. Yeah. The forms invite asylum seekers to sign a statement declaring the following, quote, I know I'm a sinner. I ask Jesus to forgive my sins and grant me eternal life. My desire is to love and obey his word. Close quote. Because, of course, the Christians have carefully considered the situation and decided that they'd enjoy being treated in this way were the rules reversed. This is definitely not an abuse of power over a captive audience. No, not at all. 
Muslim asylum seekers who received the booklet said they found the AIDS workers' intervention insensitive. You think? Just Quote, a little bit, a little. maybe. Yeah. Quote, it's a big problem because a lot of the people are Muslim and they have a problem with changing their religion, said Muhammad, a detainee from yeah. Damascus. Why, why would that be a problem? <laughs> I mean, the Native Americans loved it. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying... They were trying this during Ramadan, the holiest Muslim mm. month. A second That's Syrian, not insulting. Ahmed, said, quote, We like all religions, but if you're a Christian and I give you a Quran, how do you feel? Yeah. Well, you know, if you were a good Jesus lover, you probably wouldn't have found yourself in this situation in the first <laughs> place. But, of course, trying to point out the double standard to Christians was a vain attempt at getting them to see any other viewpoint, not something with which they excel. Detainees allege that the forms were distributed by at least two representatives of Euro Relief, a Greek charity that became the largest aid group active in Maria, after other aid organizations pulled out in protest against the EU-Turkey deal. The camp is overseen by the Greek Migration Ministry, but aid, group, aid groups perform most of the day-to-day -day management. Euro Relief said it disapproved of the distribution of conversion materials, but added it could not rule out the possibility that individual aid workers had distributed the booklets themselves. We disapprove. We're just not going to do anything to change. Yeah, if they happens. do it on their own, fucking who cares? Yeah. Day to day, really, it's we don't we don't really approve of it. But we don't really disapprove of yeah. it either. So yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Well, yeah, what are you going to do? It's the go fuck yourself policy. Yeah, <laughs> Euro Relief's director Stefanos can't pronounce said, "I have taken. I have already taken action, so that our volunteers know very well." that they should not distribute any kind of literature. Our code of conduct says clearly that this is something they simply cannot do, and if, and if somebody does, we're going as an organization to take disciplinary actions. In the but of future. Course, yeah, yeah. But of course, In they the still future. have not done anything about yeah. the ones that have happened. So, Yeah. Going forward... We may do something about this. Mm -hmm. We have things set in place and in case something like this ever happens again. Like, again. Maybe, maybe the third time we'll do something, but then maybe, nah, we'll think about it. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! So, I have this clip of Donald Trump accepting this... Oh, the Donald this, fucking yeah. Trump. His veteran's Purple Heart. And I'm just going to play this. Okay. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best, the yes. best clip all night. Best woods. You know, something very nice just happened to me. A man came up to me and he handed me his Purple Heart. Oh. Now, I said to him, I said to him, is that like uh, the real one or is that a copy? Because I don't want a copy. And copy. he said, that's my real Purple Heart. 
I have such confidence in you. And I said, man, that's like, that's like big stuff. That's like. <laughs> I always wanted to get the Purple Heart. <laughs> Why? This was much easier. <laughs> but I tell you, it was such an honor. And maybe I can bring him up on the stage, Lieutenant Colonel Lewis Dorfman. I just and he has to read it off the podium. I he always wanted to Purple Heart, and yeah. this is so much easier. He's having a, a wounded veteran. Give me one. And photo op. Uh huh. I bet that guy just asked, "Can I? Can I touch your hair?" <laughs> I just want to know what is. Is there really candy floss on top of your head? Yeah. How rude so said, for him Lieutenant to Colonel, accept that. Yeah. Like yeah. To say something. Yeah. Yeah. For him to not say no, I can't. I take couldn't that. possibly accept, accept something like yeah. this. Yeah. And then, and then you go back to the podium and you say, Hell "Hey, yeah. let's hear it for our troops and Lieutenant Colonel Dorfman." Yeah. Even I was able to remember his name after one go. <laughs> As I shove his purple heart and, in my pocket. And, and why don't you, he didn't why give don't you a purple heart. Why don't you come up here on stage? Now, this guy represents the troops with, for whom we're all very proud. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Move on. Yeah. And you give cannot. the heart back then. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You don't accept it. it. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that I think that was a critical moment that people listening probably didn't. As he walked back from talking to the lieutenant colonel, he pocketed. The purple heart. You could Height see him pocket it right into his into yeah. his coat. Yeah, threw it right into his coat pocket. He goes, "No, sir. I'd like you to just keep saying what you've been saying." Basically. No, nobody's saying. Well, actually, we're saying that. What a gigantic fucking asshole! I like when he quotes people. They talk exactly how he does. <laughs> I have such confidence in you. I have such confidence. Oh, yeah. You have all the best words, Donald Trump. Honestly, <laughs> it's what's what. You, you really are terrific. I, I I was thinking it, and then I met you and confirmed you're terrific. <laughs> Amazing. You had the you had the best words. Fantastic. Guy. Unbelievable. You're you're tremendous. <laughs> Excuse me. I have one last question. You're not God, are you? I am the Alpha and the Omega. No, you're not. I am the bright morning star. I just saw you picking your nose. No, my son, I was scratching it. You're an imposter. I am the Lord, your God. You're not God. Yes, I am, Jesus. We have a Satanist opens a city council meeting. In uh, Florida. With an invocation. David Suhor from the Satanic Temple delivered a unique invocation. After several minutes of protester disruption at a Pensacola City Council meeting on July 14. Want to hear about it? Here we go. <laughs> we'll call this council meeting uh, oh, yeah. July 14, 2016 to order. At this time, we will have an invocation by David Suhor. This will be followed by a Pledge of Allegiance led by Vice President Brian Spencer. So at this point, he's coming up to the podium, getting ready to read his stuff, and everybody's standing up, pulling out their Bibles. People are objecting already. And they're praying over They're, they're praying over him now. Yeah. As he's just standing there. A whole room full of fucking cowards 
standing there. People who were fucking terrified of this man giving a satanic invocation. Yes. Yep. So scared that they're all standing up and trying to shout over him. Yeah. They're, they're trying to yeah. they're trying to get their spell out there first. <laughs> yeah. He's just calmly standing there. They're they're raising their arms here like they're cloak sleeves. Yep. Two minutes Two later. Two minutes later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'll be here all day. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you to at least keep it to a low uh, no. volume? No, he's going to pronounce curses on us and you. Then I'm going to have, gonna have ask curses you on us. <laughs> so that he can give his invocation. I can clear the chambers if I like. I don't want to have to do that. So they had to have authorities come in and remove the disruptive protesters. Yeah, all this religious freedom that they love so much. Born of fearful minds in darkened times. Let us embrace the Luciferian impulse to eat of the tree of knowledge and dissipate our blissful and comforting delusions of old. <laughs> Let us demand that individuals be judged for their concrete actions, not their fealty to arbitrary social norms, <laughs> categorization. So he he turned and he was basically talking to one of the people who was there protesting, yeah. right? And he was just said, sort of singing in that direction. Yeah, and, yeah. and conforming to, to social norms. And someone else in the crowd here grabbed him and turned him back around. I'm sure that's security. I think it's security, yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah. Because the guy's in a suit standing mm-hmm. there. I would have, like, don't put your fucking hands on me, motherfucker. I think he was there to keep order. Yeah. I'm By sh- putting his hands on somebody? Yeah. Well, if he's a cop. Saying, hey, well, turn to the mic, talk to the mic, not to people. Uh. It is done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that guy was security because he he uh wasn't. I mean, he didn't have a badge. He didn't secret. He was, service. He was in a suit. No one in the secret. crowd was wearing suits, though. Secret security. Yeah, nobody he, in Florida has a suit. So. Except for secret security. Super secret security. Super double secret. stamped and triple stamped. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> 
But yeah, I thought that was, yeah. I, it had, had somebody grabbed me like that, like, and it wasn't a gentle, like, it wasn't a, you know, hey, you should turn around. He grabbed him and like, well, stand forcibly in line. Stand turned in line. him around. Yeah, like security would. Yeah. I think he was security. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think so too. Do you have security at city council? They already, when the they, Satanists show up, they bring security. Yeah, they already showed uniformed police, police officers yeah. walking Escorting through. people out. Well, that was uniformed police officers. Yeah, they, wouldn't uh, they just have uniformed police officers? I think, I think the uniformed police officers were all in the hallway. You wouldn't have somebody in plain clothes as security when you've got police officers there. But then if, he's, if he has a badge on, he's not super secret double they stamp security. He didn't varieties. have a badge on, though. But he, he so that's had why it, he was He might have had it on his belt. Maybe he's a detective or something. Yeah. Detective James. They called in backup for this. <laughs> Cops don't uh, wear suits. Some backup. I have a man in a dark robe chanting <laughs> at a city council meeting. Well, what what about the building security? The officers that protect the the senators or where the city council or whoever they're the super fuck secret double stamped. Why wouldn't? Why weren't they the people leading out the protesters? Because those, those are the cops. officers. That's that. Because the PM. They the are officers. They are. But I'm saying I don't think that guy was secure. Okay. Okay. I think it was just some asshole. All right. Uh, I don't know. Where is he? I don't know. None of us do. He's missing. God, he's missing. We don't know where he is. He's maybe he's down there. We don't know. Guys, guys, he, he, I, he, he made me say, he made me say that. The, that, that preacher, he made me do it. Guys, guys, the, he can't, he's missing. God, this is God. Well, I think we're, we're at the end, though, tonight. No, we're this not. The, I have no, we stories. still have Katrina. Well, but the thing is, is. I'm trying to add up all the different times we got going on on the things. No, we got Katrina. We got to do Katrina Pearson at least. Okay. We and can Matt do- has to do. Well, no, we did. We didn't. We were. We were sandwiching the Trump stuff. You have. You, do you have something else very fun that you all would like to do tonight? God's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Should I just finish that? Yes. I could save it. It's not time sensitive. Okay. You want to save it? You can add more How to your God's an asshole list. Um, that's not that long. You could just add more. We can make it a we can make it a thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Do you have Do you have something else? Um. Hmm. Uh, this one's semi interesting. Oh well, then you'll you'll be. <laughs> I'm semi interested. <laughs> Dan's Perfect. got a semi. <laughs> Perfect. Jerusalem. Exquisite mosaics depicting biblical scenes. Hmm. So they say. My favorite kind of scenes. Yeah. You and your brother. Yeah. By by scenes we mean porn, right? Very biblical. Very biblical scenes. Uh, one of Noah's Ark, the other, the parting of the Red Sea, were uncovered. Archaeologist were uncovered by archaeologists. Ec- Jesus Christ! Archaeologists. Can, so moving on, read, bro. <laughs> excavating a fifth-century synagogue at Hukok, an ancient Jewish, Jewish village. Oh, hooks, hooks. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, hookscock. Uh, near the Sea of Galilee, a consortium of universities led by Jody Magnus of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill uncovered the mosaics during its fifth annual excavation in June. 
Magnus well, said the mosaics. What? I was to say, why didn't they get it in the first annual? Because um, it takes a long time to get that deep. Oh, yes, it does. Got to dig some shit out, Go man. slow. <laughs> um, the mosaics, like others discovered at the synagogue since 2012, are of extremely high artistic quality based on their artistry and the high number of stone mosaic cubes used in the design. It's not just stick figures? No. Nah, nope. wasn't, wasn't done by a kindergartner in art class. Huh. Nope. The Noah's Ark mosaic includes pairs of bears, donkeys, leopards, camels, lions, ostrich, and they go on and on and on. T-Rex? Just as described in the do book they, of Genesis. Do they list all of the kinds? Many of them. <laughs> and, they're, and they appear in the mosaic just as described in the book of Genesis. Oh. Checkmate, atheists. Oh. The mosaic of the parting of the Red Sea features Pharaoh's soldiers drowning with their horses and chariots. Quote, of course, the story of Noah's Ark and the parting of the Red Sea were known to the Jews as well as Christians at the time because they read the Hebrew Bible, Magnus said. Yeah. We have other ancient synagogues where these scenes are depicted, though they are not common in synagogue art. As our site, cons- as our site conservator, Orna Cohen, worked methodically to brush away the dirt, Little by little, we all stood. Uh, we all stood around and began to see animals. At some point, we we realized this was a depiction of Noah's Ark. So they're kind of guessing. Well, I mean, they got a boat, yeah. and animals, and they got a biblical story. I mean, it's like saying I got a painting of Reservoir Dogs in my house. Does that mean Reservoir Re- Reservoir Dogs actually happened? No. Yeah. Of course. No. Yeah. No. Deciphering the second mosaic was harder. Magnus said, "Quote: We could see little bits of pe- pieces of people, fish." chariots we all stood around and guessed whether the mosaic oh. depicted the biblical a biblical story and if so which one it's probably just soldiers which fishing. can we fit which yep. to which story can we fit this in as part of our narrative yeah yep then she says quote i won the parting of the red sea guessathon oh she said with a laugh <laughs> this is some good science mm-hmm. or archaeology yeah but the red sea mosaic features a twist on the biblical story Ooh. A large fish swallowing Pharaoh's soldiers. Well, that's uh, the fish that's story. Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but rather than being wrong, of course, she says, this represents an elaboration on the oh. very real and historical story that must have been circulating at the time. Gotcha. Oh. They were just adding stuff onto the real story. I wonder, uh-huh. I wonder if it was a catfish. Yes. Because there's that strange legend that a giant catfish lives underneath Japan, and that's what causes earthquakes. I'm not familiar with catfishes. Catfish? Catfish. Catsfish. Catsfish? I've never seen a catfish. I've seen people catch catches fishes. <laughs> catches catches finches <laughs> with their fist. Oh, fi- oh! Now Dan's cast, fisting. Cast finches. Dan is they, they going fist fishes catch. Dan's got a semi and he's fisting. <laughs> Perfect. And he's catching. <laughs> he's catching as well. Catching. Yeah. He's, catching. <laughs> he's catching finches. Uh, this will undoubtedly become another piece of flimsy evidence used by the Christians to prove the Bible rather than understanding that these were made because of the Bible and that the stories don't quite match. There's also the issue of guessing what the mosaic is about after assuming it's got to be something in the Bible. So there you go. You know what? I think 100% it's got to be. has to be. So which story best fits the picture we're looking at? Presuppositional archaeology. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, 
or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the Twatter at TGI Podcast. Thanks, bitches. So last up tonight we have... The Katrina smartest Pearson. woman alive. This is the this is uh, Donald Trump's aide. Uh, she works for the Donald Trump campaign, of course. This is the same woman who months ago had the fetus necklace, the bullet necklace. Yes, yeah. But she's also the same woman who was it the National Enquirer was was pushing out rumors that she was Ted sleeping. Cruz. Oh yeah, had had yeah, an affair what, with yeah. so many different yeah. Women and she and was, she was yeah. one of the women identified in that that has not been proven to bear out to be true. Yeah, he didn't become president. So they I doubt it. Yeah, right. I, I doubt it much. But here is Katrina Pearson trying to explain away a lot of the bullshit that has been happening on the Trump campaign yeah. over the last few days. Katrina, do you want to apologize to Mr. Khan? Apologize for the timeline. What I was talking about is the fact that Donald Trump has no connection to anything having to do with Captain Khan, who was a brave war hero. The timeline is very simple and true, Allison. Hillary Clinton voted for the war in Iraq. She did not support the surge. Barack Obama made things worse by invading more countries than uh, President Bush did. He did? No! Oh, oh. President Obama has not invaded any countries. But she said he did. More than Bush did. More than Bush yeah. did. So as bad as Bush is, Obama's way worse, obviously. Uh-huh. And and clearly, this is all Hillary Clinton's fault anyway. Uh-oh. Yeah, of course. The rules of engagement. And got tens of thousands of soldiers that were killed. Uh-huh. Tens of thousands of soldiers killed. But wait, I don't I, believe the United States has <laughs> lost tens of thousands of I, soldiers. I thought we only lost about four thousand troops. Look at the faces of everybody else. They're like they're all just like disbelief. Is this bitch for real? Like what? <laughs> Donald fucking Trump? <laughs> Did she just say bingo when she don't have bingo? <laughs> but he was killed in two thousand and four when George but, W. Bush was president. Can I, Allison? But may I Donald time Trump in, please? wasn't there. <laughs> this guy on the left is just, just like cannot I, don't, I don't. I just have no idea what's well, going on. Yeah. I'd like to comment about how fucking ridiculous this Katrina person. I'd like woman to is. Yeah. start chipping it, away uh, at this. Can I just? Uh, it Jesus. does. And Donald Trump wasn't there in Iraq in 2004 when he got killed, so he has no connection to it. <laughs> President, can I, Allison? But may I Donald time Trump in, wasn't there. That is the only point. That is the only point. Donald Trump is being blamed for something he had nothing to do with. But, and he did not attack but, this right, family. You were blaming he just President simply Obama. said, I had nothing words, to do with Katrina, it. Katrina, the words that you used probably cost his life. President, President Obama, Obama and Hillary Clinton changed the rules of engagement that probably cost his life. You do acknowledge now that there you were just wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she had said, she had come out and said that that Hillary Clinton and President Obama were at fault for the younger Khan losing yeah. his life because they changed the rules of engagement and that's why he's dead. While Hillary Clinton was a senator and, and Barack Obama, Obama was, was not a, a in, lawyer. Was, yeah, was not president of the United yeah. States. 
Well, absolutely. I, that's why I use probably because I was just going through the timeline because <laughs> since the, your then, timeline's we fucked. Have- that's why I said probably because people will just fucking hear whatever I say and if yeah. they already agree with me, they're not going to question it. Yeah, because I already have a na- had a narrative, so I was kind of guessing at stuff and, you know, throwing it out there to see what would stick. Of course yeah. it's the black man's fault. Yeah. It's like I was probably born in 1920 or I might not have been. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Because since then, we have had tens of thousands of soldiers that have been lost. One million wounded, six trillion dollars. Not tens of thousands of soldiers' lives lost. We haven't even had a million soldiers in the Middle East. She's yanking these numbers right out of her How many people have died in the entire time we've been there since 2001? It's between 4,000 and 5,000 people have been there. So not even a total of 10,000 have died in the entire time. And definitely not tens of thousands. And there's not even a million people in our military. Yeah. Okay. But we have millions injured. Yes. We have more injured than are actually in our military. She's just making shit up and they yes. get away with this stuff all the fucking time. <sighs> and what's funny is they're calling her out on all of this other stuff, not even catching all of the other lies that are yeah, just, she's just yeah. adding out of on, her fucking yeah. head. Yeah. Dollars later. How can we possibly put any of the onerous on Donald Trump? Onerous? The onerous? It's not the onerous. It's an onerous situation. You can't put the onus on Donald Trump, is what you should have said, stupid motherfucker. <laughs> million dollars later. How can we possibly put any of the onerous on Donald Trump? It is absolutely absurd, and that's why you see all this confusion surrounding this issue, because Donald Trump had absolutely nothing to do but with no it. I think she's planning. confused. The confusion about this issue is because of people like you, you Making stupid shit up. fucking turd. <laughs> Donald Trump for Captain Khan's death. You were blaming President Obama and he wasn't president yet. No, I was talking about Hillary Clinton specifically voting but for you the said war. Obama. And that was during that time period. No, it wasn't. Katrina, no. you acknowledge you got it wrong. Donald Trump did not vote for that war. He's not a period. Donald Trump. Yeah, 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 he said he was supportive of the war before. Of course Donald Trump didn't fucking vote for it. He had no he was not in a position of power to vote for yeah. it. What is he gonna do? Fucking sit at his speaking spell and Donald Trump votes for this. He probably and he did. He was a Democrat at that time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but o- Obama certainly didn't vote for it. Nope. No. He at said all. he said he was supportive of the war before the invasion. He it was did only not he vote absolutely for the war. said he, he did was not supportive. He couldn't have voted. Truth. He was a private he, person. He was a private person. Barack he Obama did not vote That's for my war. point, Allison. <laughs> well, that just proves my point. <laughs> what? What is his way? <laughs> that just proves my point. Donald Trump had nothing to do with this. She, not to be mean, but she probably needs to be hit over the head to be smarter. <laughs> That's my point. That's why this this is a ridiculous conversation. Donald Trump had nothing to do with sending troops like Captain Khan into Iraq to begin with. Nor That's did he have anything to do here. with opposing it until after the war had begun and wasn't going well. But it doesn't matter. He had nothing to do with this war that sent Captain Khan over there. I mean, that's the whole point <sighs> here. Mr. Trump had nothing to do with this, but somehow did for the Hillary last few days, Obama. this has been revolving around a war and Donald Trump, something that he had nothing to do with. You know who did something to do with it? George Bush. <laughs> no, I, it's revolving around Donald Trump's lack of respect for what's gone on yes. since that war was started, or at least toward <sighs> Captain Khan. The troops in general, I mean, he... Yeah, and definitely that, but yeah, the reason why this has come up is because of his comments since then. It has nothing to do with who voted for it. 
and yeah. his surrogates like Chris, uh, Katrina Pearson, who just goes out there and fucking lies about things. Yeah. Just bald-faced fucking lies and making up of shit while she's being interviewed. Tens of thousands of soldiers. I know. How did she millions- prepare to be on CNN? <laughs> yeah. What did she do? <laughs> millions of our soldiers wounded because of this? What a fucking dunce. <laughs> she went to Trump's journal and got all the big numbers. She went to Trump University. Numbers. That's what happened. Yeah, and she Trump really University. focused yeah. on her contouring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's making fun of her makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the business. I can. <laughs> all right. So I just had to look it up real quick. So the okay. number, the number, the most amount of troops in Iraq at one given time was 170,000 soldiers. Uh huh. And that was in 2007. Yeah. That was the most amount at any given time. Now, everyone I know that's been there has been there three, four times. Uh-huh. So we were there for 10 years. And we've lost tens of thousands of those people. No, we've only lost uh, just around 4,000. So we've we've had, let's see, tens of thousands. That would have to be at least 20,000, right? To be to qualify as tens at of least. thousands. Yeah. Could 11 or 12,000 be tens? No. Not quite, right? No. No, to be tens of thousands, you've got it's got to be a multiple of ten, right? Okay. So, all right, I'm just trying to give the benefit, but yeah, yeah. So twenty plus thousand have yeah. to at, so at a minimum, yeah. In Iraq and Afghanistan combined, there were six thousand eight hundred forty uh, forty five troops that were killed, and there were nearly fifty thousand service members wounded or injured. Are you sure it's not millions, Ryan? So, so, no. so ten, tens of thousands of I wounded. See a five, tens of thousands wounded, sure, yeah. I see a five and four zeros for the 50,000. I see no zeros in the six, eight, four, five. Huh. Well, clearly that's wrong because we just heard <laughs> Katrina Pearson give us the real numbers. Yeah, I guess, has, well. And she works for Donald Trump, so she has all the best numbers. Mm-hmm. This is coming from Forbes, so. Her numbers oh. are huge. Yeah. Yeah, 50,000 non-fatal casualties in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hmm. Well, that's all I have for this evening. Yeah. You calling it? I think so. Okay. I think this might be a little bit of a long one. That's all right. They, they, they enjoy it? It'll be fine. We had a regular length show plus Lucian. Yeah. After we cut all your fuckery, it'll be a normal rank. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I derailed it with my fucking crazy <laughs> rant talks of... Social Duffyism. My Aaron, my Aaron Social Ryan Social Duffyism, stuff. yeah. <laughs> uh, next week. We got a show. We got a show. The week after that, I believe, is Matt Dillahunt. Yes. Yes. Two weeks from today is Matt Dillahunty. So we'll find something fun be for fun. you next week. Next week, we may be reporting on Donald Trump exiting the race. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Biting the head off of a small child in the crowd. How Donald Trump could have exited by the time you hear this. Yeah. He could have exited while we're recording this. We just don't know yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I think his ego will keep him in longer than a sane person. Actually, I doubt he exited while we're recording this, because if he would have exited while recording this, we probably would have heard a loud cheer from outside the house, a loud rumble. <laughs> we are in Utah, which is very much not for Trump, So, which, no. is, which seems weird to me. Yeah, yeah, but very much for Cruz, so yeah. don't get mistaken that, yeah. that it's a liberal state. No, yeah, it's not at all liberal. They just, they don't like the particular brand of red that they ended up with. Yeah, yeah. Utah is fairly red. I mean, red enough to think it's been Not fairly used. red, it's deep red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those deep reds where, like, 
the police check on you because like, what have you been getting beat up? But because of Donald Trump, it is considered purple currently. Yeah. Which still looks beat up. Uh huh. Yeah. Utah voted very heavily for Cruz and Sanders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hillary got crushed here. Yeah. If Utah were to go blue, it would be the first time in more than 50 years. Yep. Crazy. Which is exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I hope Donald Trump stays in the, in the race as long as possible because he's just going to continue harming the Republican brand in general. And I think that's a glorious thing. Yeah. As if they hadn't already been doing a marvelous job at it. Yeah. But now it's making Republicans realize it. Well, they, I, I mean, only some. Some, but it's growing. They allowed the religious right to come in and take over their party. And because of it, they won a few elections. But it's also going to be the demise of the Republican Party. And Unless they can weed that shit out. They are. They will destroy themselves. We hope, and they'll never see. What it's true. It's happening. Cause. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good. It's been a great time to be <laughs> super into politics. I've always uh, really liked politics, and this year has just been fucking amazing. The 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 it's clown show has been true. I I was thinking earlier today that I kind of understand why people get involved with soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> and I and and I for uh, a moment thought, well, I should start cutting those people some kind of slack. And then I reminded myself, no, because none of that shit is real, and it doesn't fucking matter. And they get so wrapped up in it. This is real fucking life. Yeah. This affects millions of people, yeah. billions of people. Oh, so you do understand my superhero argument? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh. But I'm I'm just totally fucking digging this, and I look forward to the debates they're gonna be i just i lay awake at night just thinking about how wonderful the debates will be if donald trump stays in the race that long it's gonna be so fucking much fun and i hope you guys will watch them with me oh, i will i think we'll be here <laughs> all right we're gonna shut things down for this evening thanks for tuning in everybody and we will chat at you next week put us in your ear holes Bye-bye. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of the abuse. All my friends are heathens, take it slow.
outside is very well They say newcomers have a certain smell Yeah, trust issues, not to mention They say they can smell your intentions You laughing on the freak show sitting next to you You laugh some weird people sitting next to you You think I did not get here sitting next to you But after all I've said Please don't forget That's Matt's favorite. <laughs> so fucking annoying. Now I get to fucking dress up as Smokey the fucking bear for the afternoon. Are you serious? Outside in a hundred degree fucking Where heat. She shot the guy in the neck with an arrow that was on fire. What? She, she missed. She shot him in the neck? <laughs> yeah. Was she trying to shoot him in the head or like an apple? So you see the target or? he has in his mouth? So he's a, it's a sword swallower. Okay. So he had the target in his mouth attached to like a sword and she was supposed to hit that target. She missed and hit him right in the fucking clavicle. <laughs> Rainbows, lollipops, and arrows in the neck. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is a compliment that people prefer when we have guests. No, yeah. I really I really like your show as long as you guys aren't on it. <laughs> <laughs>